When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. Another week down and another week closer to the final series. We are now only three weeks away from the top eight being settled and heading into that finals campaign. And Boxhead, I think it's about that time. Things are starting to fizzle out for a few teams. Eight from eight with favourites on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You said it all. It's the evenness that we saw. <clears throat> the longer this competition's gone on. Post-Origin, it's just nosed yeah, off. Apart from that sort of middle six teams, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The bottom end certainly fizzled out. Yeah, 100%. Um, there's yeah. been a there's been a little bit of fight, I think maybe from one or two teams, but I think theirs is more situational. I think sporadically. The, I think the dragons you've seen fight, but more so the coaches every now come and then. in. Every now guys and then. have been told they could leave. I think that's more that side of things more so than what's going on mm. with the ladder. Because there's a lot of people playing for their future. Um but other than that, yeah, you can see a few. The Tigers have put up a, an effort, like you said, here or there. Same as the but, dogs. Yeah. Mid-table, they've copped a couple of shellackings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it sort of fizzled out a little bit in that regard, but we had that good start. Lots of back and forth. Origin, it kept it nice, competitive. Well, we spoke about it at the start of the year. Like, I think the good start, a lot of that was down to World Cup. Yeah. Minimal pre-season. They kept the teams close. And I think our other now, issue... once they've got, got their wheels churning, yeah. the quality's come to the top. And I think the other issue, like we talked about last week, usually now you see a couple of teams start to make a run. I think out of all those teams at the bottom, Newcastle's really the only one that's humming. Yeah. Like the Warriors have been consistent, sure. I know Melbourne's been, you know, up and down result wise. Sharks have now jagged two after losing. Well, a Melbourne few in a row. have been up and down compared to Melbourne standard. Yeah. Compared to the competition standard, well, they sit, what are they, fifth, fourth? No, top four. <clears throat> they're, they're fourth. So, fourth. mate, every team in the competition would love to be top four. And so, for Melbourne to be sort of disappointed in that position just shows you the standard that Melbourne's set. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you're still looking at teams like. You know the Roosters and, and Parra has obviously been through a bit this year. There's a usually a couple that seem yeah, to start. I, I picked Parra to miss the eight, and I said after two or three rounds it was the wrong call. They're going to miss the eight due to injuries. And because suspension. I've got yeah, I've got no doubt they're one of the best eight teams if if fully fit. Mm. Well, you think uh, about so, it now. So Maddo missed the first mm. four. They played a really hard draw to start. Campbell Gillard had yeah, the bad injury I, suspension. That's what Dylan got suspended. Like yeah, and then on top of that. Roster moves, um, yeah. you'd say they're probably a couple of OBs short. The nine situation didn't work out how they'd hoped. They took a risk on Hodgson. He's now signed a new deal, now medically retired, so that's left a hole. They've had to reach for a nine late in the year. There's been a few things like that. Um, I think Paulo didn't come back how you'd hope from origin either. And any time they've seemed to have momentum, there's been a suspension or an injury. Yeah, I, I honestly wouldn't didn't see them as a premiership threat if they got into the eight. I think I had them eighth. So, 
Looking at them now, though, they need to win both the games they've got remaining. I can't see it happening, yeah. especially now that Moses is out. That certainly deflates things. But yeah, um, just usually you see a bit more going on at the moment, but it just really looks like two teams far and away are the standouts. And you've got the Warriors there who have been a little bit clunky with a few of the games that people thought they'd probably win by a bit of a, a bigger margin. But I guess we'll we'll see about them come finals time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of teams sort of floundering now. And, the Raiders to get lit up the way they did. Um, yeah, not quite what you'd expect, but let's jump straight in. This podcast is brought to you by bluebet.com.au. If you want to have a bet with someone, do it with the True Blue Bookie. Download the app or visit the website today. Uh, no winner, unfortunately, on the weekend, so still sitting at 1060 or 1060 bucks. I've gone on a bit of a cold streak, unfortunately. <clears throat> so hopefully, I can turn that around soon. Um, Again, I know it was a round of favourites, but in terms of try scorers, I think I went Murray in the South game. No dice. And the other one, I had a no try. I think, I can't remember why back, but it was someone who scored who was denied. But hopefully I can arrest that in the next few weeks. Um, but let's do the power rankings straight up. Thanks to Penrith Solar Center, Jake and the crew there. Don't be sidelined by rising power bills this season. Get quality solar solutions and tackle your bills. 1800 20, 29, 30 or penrithsolar.com.au. Again, no surprise. Top two, Panthers, Broncos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at three, still the Warriors. Yeah. Four, I put the Storm back up that one spot. Yeah. I've jumped Newcastle into fifth just because of the streak they've been on. Um, I think the Hastings injury, he's been named, but he's a 50-50. I think we saw the difference with the spine when he wasn't there. Force him to reshuffle Phoenix and play somebody else at nine like it. Sort of threw things out a little bit, that's for sure. Yeah. I haven't looked at their squad yet this week, but I'd be interested to see what they do, whether they go just for a clune for a straight swap in the halves or whether they consider Miller and make Gamble run more than seven point. Yeah. I, I don't know, um, but I'll, we'll get to that when we look I'll at the I'll put Souths there at five. Yeah, I've left them at six. They're still sort of uninspiring. Um, I'll put the Sharks at six. Well, that's why I've got Souths there. I've got Sharks at seventh after their two wins. I'll go uh, Rabbitohs. Ah, oh, sorry. Knights at seven. Yep. Uh, eight, I've got the Cowboys. I know they have the week off, but I've left them there. I've pushed the Eels and the Raiders out. Yeah, I've bumped the Raiders out after the weekend. That they were was... ordinary. Absolutely ordinary. <clears throat> and they're um, they're not in trouble, but this weekend becomes well, they have vitally to important. Well, this is the thing, though. They're for and against. I think they are it's, in trouble. They're for and against is horrible. Because they've not beaten anyone this is what I said to you, by like, 10 the whole year. For and against won't be an issue if they keep winning. But four and against will become an issue now that they've, yeah. Well, that's that's exactly the issue, though. Who I think after the dogs, they've they're got... the only team in the top ten teams with a negative four and against. Mate, I think they're twelfth defensively in the comp. There's a bit of a false economy in their close wins because a lot of their close wins have actually been against bad teams. Oh, I don't I don't play into that, any of that shit. I, I, like you are where you are for a reason. They've won a lot of close games. I don't have a problem with that. The issue that they've got is differential. Mm is when they've been beaten, they've copped some absolute pizzlings. So well, that's going to put them in a in a vulnerable position if they finish on equal points with They've got the Broncos next week, and then they finish with the Sharks. The thing is with just that draw, that Manly-Newcastle draw, I think that's going to actually split teams up. It's going to make uh, for and against maybe a little less important. But, I mean, if Newcastle just keep winning, then... I think it makes it may it, be the teams like seven, eight, nine. I think it are, makes it more important made, for a team like Canberra because if they win two more, which is yeah, but you never would have thought that. You, I think we all probably thought if Newcastle sneak in, they'll sneak into eighth. Not yeah, but everyone's talking about 
13 being the magic number, if the Raiders are on 13, they're four and against, they're gone. They're the worst out of everybody. If there's a log jam there in Newcastle, a 13 with a draw. Yeah, they're going to get ahead of them. That's what I'm saying. Well, they the, need to the, win the, twice. The and against, the, yeah, the four and against becomes irrelevant. Well, I can't see them If beating. Newcastle jump them, because they... They're gonna to have to. They're gonna to have to win the games. That's the thing. Yeah, well, they play. Like, if they rely on for and against, they're shot. They're not beating Brisbane or Crow the way they're playing at the moment. Mm. And this week, the way them and the Dogs played, flip a coin. They should beat the Dogs, but I wouldn't even have confidence in that. Neither do I after the way they played. They barely. It beat. was a tough one to watch, like with Ricky Stewart in the press conference. Like he just looked. <laughs> thought he handled it really well. But geez, he looked despondent. Like it was just a tough one to take. Mm. So. It would be interesting to see how they bounce back. And this is the second time they've done this in, what, sort of a four-week period? Didn't they get smacked by someone recently as well? Well, Newcastle did a good job on them in the second half. Things flat Yeah, that up. was a game. They, they, were, lucky. they were really poor. Well, I said game. last week, they got two forward passes in a game like against so the that's Tigers. two in three weeks like that they've been really poor in. Yeah, the Tigers' performance was, like, Jack was a win, but it was unconvincing. The referee and said, you're trying to give it away. They got two tries off two forward passes. So they haven't like, been great across the last three. Who they played before that? Who they played before Newcastle? Uh, the one point over the Warriors in New Zealand mm. in that last and 10 minutes. And they had minutes. a bye before that, did they? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. How they they've come back from that bye with... Struggled those few weeks before. Form. I was at the Raiders' Roosters game. Roosters were coming to get them. They were uninspiring. The Titans one was close. The Dragons yeah, one was I don't, close. They don't take away from their wins. I, I don't want to take away from their wins. They, they've earned their points and they've earned where they are on the table. But the last few weeks they've been they've been poor. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, got yeah you've been off for more year, but no, I, I, I picked yeah. them for my eight. But I'm just sort of looking at them going. I, I quite like the style they play. What what I'm really struggling with at the moment is. The fact they'll make errors, <clears throat> they make them at the wrong points of the field, they make them at the wrong time, and they're just really struggling to defend their errors. And it's like they're just trying to solve things as individuals, not as not as a collective. So, And they're a team, you know, they, they certainly don't have that top-end talent like, you know, your Penis in Brisbane. So your discipline needs to be on song and your timing in regards to... Um, you know, when you're pushing a pass or when you're taking a risk, it needs to be measured. Hmm. Well, I had him in my eight, but that was more based off their forward pack and I thought there was some quality OBs. But my big question the whole time is I've never seen him as a threat because I just don't think their spine <clears throat> is premiership quality. Well, I, the thing is, like... Jack hasn't who been do playing you see, Who football. do you see as a threat to Penner? Well, Brisbane the, the closest going. thing yeah, at the moment. That's what I'm saying. Like, to say they're not a threat, well, join the club. There's probably 13, 14 teams that aren't a threat. So... Yeah, interesting one. Just with the dominance of Penrith. That's the power rankings side of things. And yeah, their draw, like we said this week, mm-hmm. vitally important to get them to that 13. And then from there, they're going to be looking at everyone around them. But the bottom spot right now from memory is 11 wins. Because this ladder's still a mess. So Newcastle, 11 with the draw, are currently 8th spot. And sitting on the outside, you've got the Cowboys and the Eels on 11. Mm-hmm. Roosters on 10. Manly, I put a pen through them. They've got no hope. Even yeah. if they win three, like there's going to be a win or two above them. They're not getting in. So Roosters are in a spot where they simply they have to go three in a row and then it could come down to four and against for them. That still might not be enough. Eels, again, have to win both their two. Their four and against is better. It's not great, though. Um, but, yeah, the Cowboys, their four and against, similar deal. It's pretty simple for them. Just keep winning. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, they might get lucky if they drop one that the Penrith game of their last three remaining, if they rest, we like we've said all along, you won't know until the last week how that looks for them. That could be an all-in game. 
Yeah. But they're all in right now, essentially. They're playing the Sharks this week who are directly above them. So that's a big one for them. And then you've got the Bunnies. Like They've hit that 12 number. They've got Newcastle coming up. They finish with the Roosters. I think it would be quite fitting if those two had to play each other again in the last round to both get in or have a chance to get in. But, yeah, at the moment you'd say the top three are certainly sweet. Penrith and Broncos, as we know, that's one and two regardless. That's the way it's going to finish. Warriors with 14, you'd say they're locked into the top four. They're two wins clear with three to go. Melbourne has a one-win buffer in the four. They're no guarantee for the four, but you'd say they're in the finals, and their four and against is pretty positive. Yeah, They're going to win another game. They've got the Dragons this weekend. No offense to the Dragons, but you'd think they'd chalk that one up. Uh, they finish with Brisbane, which will be a real good test, I think, round 27 for Brisbane, heading to the finals as well as Melbourne, to see where they're both at. Yeah, um, So it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out, but... Looking at it at the moment after what's happened, I'd, I'd confidently say now that I think the Eels are done. It's probably Roosters with that slight chance purely off the draw they've got. They've got the Tigers this week. Oh, sorry. They've got Para this week minus Moses. So they're not going to get them in a bit of time. Yeah. And then they've got the Tigers. So the Roosters will be able to put themselves potentially, if they win two, in a position to play South last round. And that, that game, we always know anything can happen. Well, yeah. I just hope it gets to that. I do too. <clears throat> yeah. But at the moment, yeah. If it's, it comes down to that and for and against, the Raiders are much worse off. They're 30 or 40 points better than them. But if there's too many teams in that log jam, if the Cowboys get their Sharks, say, on 13, a couple on 13, a few of them are going to miss out on for and against. So it may end up being a telling factor. Uh, like you said, for a couple of teams, it's just simple. Keep winning. And that's the way that's going to play out. But thank you to the Penrith Solar Center. Let's do... Our reviews, and there'll be some talking points like I've said the last few weeks from the set of six or topics that have popped up. Thanks to Sinclair, Hyundai, Penrith, Toby, and the team there, corner of York Road and Batch Street. Going to visit them today. Get yourself into a Tucson, a Kona, a Veloster, SinclairHyundai.com.au, or give them a buzz, 47 603 Panthers, Eagles. Uh, I know there was a mixed responses from people coming out of this one about Seabold's tactics and he said you can't get into an arm wrestle from Penrith you've got to do something different I wouldn't say I completely agree with that I don't think you can avoid the arm wrestle altogether I think you can't just stay bogged down in it but there's no way to get away from it with Penrith you're going to have to address that part of the game at some point yeah we, you're talking with someone who's <clears throat> uh, probably tried a little bit of that last year with Mounty. so yeah we tried some different things last year and it worked at certain stages, but, you know, there were certain stages where Penrith were just dominant. Uh, I, I didn't mind it, and I think a lot of it has been misconstrued by the media in terms of what the tactics actually were. Like, there was absolutely zero intent to be in a kicking duel. No, that it was wasn't just poor, a kicking duel. poor execution. Um, poor timing. Yeah, just... Kicked it when you're playing was... a good. You're playing a good team. I don't, I don't know what people expect, like... If, if you just went out there and they, they arm wrestled and got beat by the same score, people would go, well, why didn't they try something? Why do they try and get an arm wrestle with Penrith when, you know, no one's been able to do it? So I, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't in a way. And Yeah, I don't mind it. I, there might have been a little bit too much of it for... Uh, I was about to say, I agree with you, but I think it's just striking a balance of when you have your good periods. Yeah, but that's fine, but you can't call time out and say, stop, we need to get balanced. No, like, play, players that. don't understand that. That's... But they kept pushing and pushing and it led to well, a of course pick, they it did. led to errors. Of course like... it did. But it could have also led to a try. So, 
and I know some people held onto the dodgy call for Liam. Like I, it what was, dodgy call? Well, he knocked it on, and they scored off it. Penner, uh, the Penner. Liam Martin knocked it on in contact, but they got to play the ball and it played on, yeah. so they couldn't go back for it. But yeah. if we're being completely honest, on the flip side, they played a team that had no Kenny, no Luai, no Tago, no Lenya. And I thought, while they had some good periods, I still never really looked at them and thought, okay, you deserve to win this game of football. I don't think Penrith were overly impressive either, but for them, they're in a position where they can have those guys out, whether it is due to injury or rest or not take risks because mm. of the points they've banked and the period they've been through. Yeah. But I just thought, I had no problem like you're saying with it, but... Well, how many points are Manly on? 27? 25, but again, 25. the bottom is now... Mm. The draw with the two wins, so they're two wins out. They're not getting it. Yeah, they they need to win, they need to win all, all three. three and rely. And on thirteen results. would be the number. And yeah, third. Sorry, they get them to twelve and one. They they like, need someone to be on twelve. Bulldogs Tigers to finish. They win on Friday. They're yeah, an outside yeah. chance, but I don't see. It, I think they probably needed to beat. They needed Brewster's, one of their last couple of weeks. Bruce's Warriors. I think they've left themselves too much work to do now, but. Yeah, I got no problem with early shifts and trying to get space, and they got some play the balls, and he brought up the line breaks, but it was just more again striking the balance. If you can't do that all the time, because over the game, obviously, I think what what's also been forgotten in. is they're playing without their best player. Yeah, well, when does he play though? He's barely played the last four years. I understand that, but they're playing, you know, a million short of the cup, and a lot yeah, of teams well, are. I know that. That's the decision you make. He's a yeah, a vitally important player for Manly, so. I've said it a few times now. I'll be very interested to see that talk next year because that's the end of the contract. In terms of extension, position, like everything all over again, like he's Manly through and through. The brothers are there, but with a new sort of regime there, I'd like, I understand Manly fans would probably burn the place down if they even considered moving them on. But I think there's a serious position here for Manly where you have to consider what sort of money you can give him and, and for his health and his hamstrings and the reoccurring injuries, does he need to transition to the centres? Well, it's a serious That's... question that needs to be thought about. Why? Why? Because he can't stay on the field. He always looks hampered and injured, like his hamstring. Rec- go recently, he's, like he's had a bad run of injury. That doesn't mean that run's going to continue. I, well, there's yeah. a high reoccurrence rate, particularly on hamstrings, and he's proven that, and he's done both. Yeah. I, and then he's had yeah, pec. He's had a couple other things. Like, I'm not trying to death ride the bloke. I'm just saying it's when you, when the more you get him, and the older you get, you don't get any better. Yeah. I, there's no way that you're going to manly going to let him go because. As soon as you say, we're not paying you that amount, someone else will. Well, if someone wants to risk that on fullback money, good luck to him. But mm. I don't see how he can get what he's on. Well, like, when, he, when he's fit, he's the best fullback in the game. But that's the question, though. When mm. is he fit? He's well, had rec- one, recently he struggled. No he's had one full that. year out of the last four, basically. Yeah. And they went top four, but they didn't beat a top four side. And they got wiped. But we've said this for a long time. There's a lot of disparity in what they've spent. And I think they've done it again. They've paid Schuster way too much. Cherry's on a lot. Jake's on a lot. He's on a lot like he's sort of... Didn't he win the Daily M that Who? year? Turbo? Oh, I don't remember. Was that the year that Whiten won it? I think Jack, Jack went very... That year that it was <laughs> Gutherson and him and that were all in the mix. I don't remember if he won the club. Oh, did. Daily M. The Daily M thing eludes me sometimes. Like, Nico, I knew about last year, but we knew that one. That was happening because he didn't play rep football and he had no one taking points off him. But I don't yeah, remember. 2021, he was player of the year. Yeah, that was... The touch football year that I spoke about when everyone said this is a better season than Billy and this, that, don't and the other. Undervalue, and I was don't like, undervalue. I'm not undervaluing the Daily M. I'm undervaluing some of the numbers and the scores that year with the rules. Yeah, the rules are the same. You put yeah. Billy, GI, yeah. and a lot of guys in the so year when that that's, was on. that's why you got the massive contract because the rules, well, that was the implementation of the current rules 
and he was clearly the most dominant player in that competition. Yeah, so, he had his deal before that, but mm, out of the yeah. five years he's been on, I guess the question is: is injury and medical history? You're not year. going to be able to come. You're not going to be able to ever predict that. How old is he now? Twenty-seven. He's played a lot of footy. Well, he's been around for a long time now. Twenty fifteen, he was in twenties. So what is it? So he's almost eight or nine seasons in first grade. Twenty-eight, something like that. Nineteen ninety-six. So he's six years younger than me. He's twenty-seven. Mm. And he would have debuted what eighteen, nineteen? He's twenty-six. He's twenty-seven on the second of October. How many games has he played total? That's the other thing. Like we're talking twenty-four games plus some rep miss out, so he should be playing at least twenty-one games a year if he was playing every game. Hundred thirty-one. And what year did he debut? Fifteen. Twenty-fifteen, but he would have only played. So let's say really 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. If he was supposed to play eight full seasons at twenty-four plus finals, well, like, just you know, yeah. So he's missed a lot because he's missed Origin. <clears throat> he's missed, yeah. 40-odd games, 30 well, or 40-odd games. He's playing 14, Which 15. is two two seasons. He's had two really bad injuries the last two years. So Yeah, but even the other ones, he's had niggles yeah. in between but, and well, missed like 10 games a season. The, yeah, there's you a can't couple, be a couple of things money. around that. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Who, who are you going to get to replace him? And what sort of money are you going to pay them? Well, my only question is on dollars and cents, if you go to the table now and he's like, I want five years, $1.2 million again, I'd be a little bit hesitant. I think he, he would understand that. The only, the only way you're going to get around it is to, say we put ratchets well, in for game games clauses played, or yeah. whatnot, then you have to, but then you have to build that in, obviously, what you're doing around the rest of your cap. That's the other thing. But that's the only solve. You're, 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 creating, you're saying there's a problem. That's the only solve for it. I know. That, but and my, how do you negotiate My other solve is the other key. way about if there's... Because he'd go, fuck you, I'll go somewhere else. I'll go where I'm going to get the guaranteed yeah, money. Yeah, well, go to a bottom 14, they'll pay you that. I'm just saying... You have I, the same problem. Yeah. Well, Top sides yeah. aren't paying that money for him. They've got Reese Walsh the and other guys. The thing is, they are a top side if he's in the team. That's the thing. Yeah, but they still have one in with him. They've made the top four. Yeah, year. top four when he was, he and they was got their best player. twice. Yeah, but... I just saying, all that, I'm saying... That, at that point in time, that's I'm not saying, to say... You, we've never, we haven't seen this roster they need a bit with more him balance. fully fit firing. And so I that's the argument. Coming up to the end of the deal with him and Jake and what they've done cat-wise, I think they need to get a bit smarter. Like The Schuster thing to go 800 in the back row right now yeah, but that's Even not that, what we're talking just, about. We're I'm, talking I'm, about the Trebojevic contract. About him, but I'm talking about their spending in general. Mm-hmm. I still think they haven't spent very well. So who would you have locked them to, to have bought? I'm just saying, like when you just get yourself out of cap pressure, then they're looking for money by getting rid of the Fainus, and but then you've just paid eight hundred thousand for Schuster. Like who are you compete? I don't with? think the, the Fainu decision wasn't cap pressure. I think it was just the fact that they've got two kids in their top thirty who on big money. Well, yeah. Well, one's like, on, one not, was on particularly big, big money. Like big money, but yeah, like regular first grade money and they're not regular first graders. At this point in time, mm. that's not to say that in two years' time they won't be regular first graders and world beaters. Like you, you, you don't know, but right at the moment, yeah, I guess when you're looking at the, the cap, particularly when you've got top-end players out, it starts to, you know, put the spotlight on your depth a little bit. So mm. I think that's... And that's what we've sort of that's said the whole time. They've always made. spent high at the top end, but they always have the same problem every year. No depth, nothing sort of outside. Well, this like, is like the counter argument to the Melbourne theory. Right? They that, need the to Melbourne sort of, theory for years was pay your top end. You know, Billy Slater had two years out as well and hmm. then came back in. But how many years did he play okay. before that? Well, I don't know. 
well, almost 13 or so seasons before he had a problem. I'm just saying, well, I'm saying. same thing. Benji Marshall had Oregon, some of his like, initial initial years where he was out and then came back and had you know a good streak there where he was injury-free. I, I wouldn't be bogged down by the injury. That wouldn't worry me. I I think you've always got to sign a player thinking he's going to be fit and healthy and the impact he has on the team is significant. Mm. You let him go, you need to replace him. I, I don't see anyone out there you replace him with. You might replace him with someone who is going to be on the field, but you're not going to get the same quality. So... Yeah, but if he's not available, is what I'm saying, they have to sit down and yeah, consider all that, the but options. You can't, you can't, can't then go back and say, well, can we tear up the contract because you're unavailable? Like, no, you've got to I'm sign the contract. You've got to sign the contract thinking he's going to be fit. Yeah, but I'm if saying... In your, if in your theory, you'd get rid of him. I'm not saying you get rid of him. I'm saying you sit there, you've got the rap sheet. There's no way you're, you're going to get him for less. No way you're going to get him for less. So if he sits there and goes, I want the same deal again, I'd be like, I'd give it to him. I would. Okay. 1.2. That's more. The next question would be who are you going to get? Do they give you the same impact, even if they're on the field? Because well, like, like, to be honest, I think Ruben Garrick's gone there and done a good job. So do I. Ruben Garrick has done a good job. But they're still not the Probably same half team. the price. Still not, but and that's think, the thing, right? So, okay, have, have half the price, but, but you, don't, you, don't get the same, you don't get the same upside. Yeah, well, get more in your side in other positions rather yeah. than relying on that's two or three the right. whole time. Easier said than done. But yeah, the whole point wasn't saying just get rid of him. I'm saying they need to sit down and know what they well, know. Well, that's sort of what you're saying. And if, then being if together, if he's adamant that I'm worth this much, I'm playing for RRR, but with all the advice, everything they've there's done. There's no way you're going to get him for Send him a specialist. If they're saying fullback's you know, going to be an issue or his hamstring's going to be an issue, would he accept playing centre? Would he want to go somewhere else? Is someone else going to pay him that top dollar again and give him the years? Bar a bar, bottom four club. I wouldn't play him in the centres. No. But I'm just saying, that's they're all questions they're going to have to consider when that contract rolls around again. I don't think there will be a question. I think he'll just get signed. Mm. Well, no doubt in my mind. But I don't, I, like, I don't know. No, but I'm sorry. I'll be fucking signing him tomorrow. Making the point, I understand from a manly thing, they're royalty, but yeah. It's not even about that. Just, yeah, you you know what the impact it can have. Well, let's put it this way. On the flip, though, you can't tell me you wouldn't have something. That you've got to safeguard yourself in some capacity. Yeah, I just don't know how you do that. Or what you just said before. You know, they have to be ratchets or some sort of hit markers to make. Have to be something. Yeah, I, I don't see the point in that because then how do you, what are you going to do? You're going to go and use that money to well, buy money someone else cap, in that money year? Money you can put future forward, like things yeah, that everyone's trying to do. I don't think it helps you. I don't think the way that our game's set up actually helps with with injury clauses and things like that. I think you've either got to back him and sign him or not or move him on. I'd be backing him and signing him. Let's move on. Going around in circles. Mm. Uh, yeah, for Penrith, like I said, wasn't the greatest night, but again, they're in a comfortable position. Um, the line break thing and the risk it for them, um, the manly side of things, it was all well and good, but I think everything pretty much was summed up in a couple of moments, in particular when Schuster takes the intercept, was on the treadmill, then puts a chip kick in for absolutely no one when there's multiple Penrith jerseys around. The attack broke down around him um, a lot. I think, again, like I said last week, they're wasting their time. If he's not playing there next year, move him to the back row now. Let Arthur play the last couple of games in the halves. Do something. Um, and I guess the other one, for them, they did have some success earlier that I thought they went away from it. When they were targeting Summon and Sony when they were on, they had good success punches in the middle. Pretty much probably showed some of the value of Kenny in terms of what he does. But I think it also shows the value of what we talked about with Arpy. When Luke or a Summon's on, they bring more from the running and the attacking perspective, but aren't as good defensively. Kenny, you certainly tight up your middle, but he's not bringing as much with the attacking spark, whereas Arpy obviously covers both sides of that. That was sort of the part they lost with him, but 
Um, I thought that sort of glared a little bit the other night in terms of them being able to work over Penrith Middle. But overall, another win. They roll on. Their back five is outstanding again. Yo, um, good working his way through anything. Taruva, similar deal again if I make an offer. What do you think Dylan Edwards is worth? That's apparently stalled as well. No idea. I think the, they were talking the other day, 8.53 years. And his What's manager, the cap? His Have they even said announced no. what the cap's going to be next year? Well, uh, the number from what they were saying was 33. I, I it's about know. 11.5 to 12 million. That's what they're working off. Yeah, but that's a significant difference when you're trying to offer him a contract. An extra 500k yeah, but to someone who might get 10% of your cap. Let's say it's 12 and it's currently just over 9. So like I said, it's almost mm-hmm. a 30% increase. Yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. So a million dollars at... A million dollars at nine and a million dollars at 12 is... Yeah, well, it's not nine. It's 12. It's close to 12 next year. I don't know the exact number, but it's yeah. close to 12. I'd, I'd want to know an exact number. Well, we're going off 12. So if you've already got an eighth million plus, you've got he's worth a mil. Dylan Edwards is worth a million dollars if the cap's 12. In their team? Yeah. Who they've yeah. already paid? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Similar deal again. Like I'd sort of got a ceiling on someone like him that I'd... Okay, cool. So let him go. Who who replaces who replaces him? And move to River straight there. No, yeah, no way. And I think they've got others coming through, which again is the point no. of what they got in their I'm, trip. I'm, yeah. I think what he does. I'm not trying to undervalue what he does, but I still think for what he does do, there's a certain price of what I can pay for Dylan Edwards. Yeah, I disagree. I'd be I'd be paying him a mil. All right. Well, I, they were talking. You're weak in your team, and Taruva's not going to go there and be Dylan Edwards. He's going to take two or three years to do it. You've got clear in his prime. Any anyone that is vital to that core, I'm I'm paying him, and I'll fill in I'll fill in the rest with um, diamond dazzlers and uh, dollar dazzlers and and the rest of it. Well, I'm talking three or four years at about eight fifty nine hundred, and they're apparently not happy with that. I thought that's yeah, but pretty at, much... at nine or is that at twelve? At that's 12. what I mean. At twelve, but you already paid multiple. I don't know how they've been negotiating at twelve when the CBA's only just fucking been announced. The Shit. money part's been sorted from the start. That's one thing that wasn't a talk. So what's about. he? What's he worried about? Years. Well, I, they're obviously after years and money. I give him a meal. But no that problem. was the talk that it was around eight fifty. When did they start to get back. discounts? Because he's been there. Well, this is the argument again that it doesn't count for when you've been in the junior pathways. I think it should become a bit earlier, or the it's dispensation ridiculous. should come earlier. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, I heard that the other day. It sort of surprised there's me. No, like, there's no way in in the world that Penrith should lose Dylan Edwards. I like. I know there'll be people from other clubs listening, going, "Well, you know, we can't attract a player, and you know, when you have success, salary cap bites." I I understand that, but he was the last player picked in the twenty squad when I was there, and you know, it was kid from the country. Let's get him in. We know he's a good human. Trains hard. You know, he's he's in the top three, four fullbacks in the game. And that and Penrith's created that. Penrith developed that. Well, this is season eight in the NRL. I think dispensation. Is it 10? I think it was ten. I think they might have brought it down to around nine or eight or something. So he might be close. Is it, what, his eighth season in the NRL? He played one game in 16, and then he was in and out for two I don't years. I that count. 16 wouldn't count. And then he's been solid pretty much from there on. Right. So realistically, he's probably had six full years. Yeah. Hmm. But in terms of contracted to the top squad or how they we figure it out, no, I don't know. But the numbers for that, the dispensation, he gets bugger all anyway. It's not enough to make it worthwhile for a lot of teams. Yeah, but it is if you've got four or five of them. 
Yeah, my point is you generally well, got to pay... Because they've got a whole stack that have been there forever. Well, they've already made plenty of moves for that reason. That's what I'm saying mm. for them. They're, it's no longer about is he worth that on the market. I know that. But for them, when you've paid Cleary, paid Fish, paid... Like, same like, again. Paid Yo, you're if in a spot If he wants to go, where, like if, you, if you've got to cap it, mm. but I'd be comfortably paying him a million. Mm. And that's what I was wondering today. I thought uh, on the open market, again, who's offering him a million dollars? The other thing is also like they're going to... Um, they're going to have the ability at the moment to attract the corporate dollar, the, the TPAs. Like they're in a position where Penrith need to milk the fuck out of that at the moment mm. because, you know, the Roosters did it for years. Brisbane did it for years. Melbourne did it for years. Like you need to you need to milk your success yeah. when you're in that period. So I, for Penrith, I'd be milking third parties and corporate sponsorship as much as I possibly could to keep these guys. But I'm just saying like money at one point, but there's also... Success, like you look at who's in the eight now. A lot of those clubs don't need a fullback, or they've got someone on contract. So your options mm. for that sort of money, those sort of years, again, for him, I'm looking. If he leaves, it's not going to be a, a top eight. Well, it's like the poor man's Panthers, which is the Bulldogs at the moment. Like they're just buying all they the pay everyone from Penrith. That's what I mean. As long as you're happy, yeah, with but they're, the not, getting, and they're not getting the cream. Like a lot of people talk about Arpy and mm. why would he extend and sign there? He's won three comps. So he's in a different position in his career where if that's top dollar, that's the offer and he's happy where he is, you can do that. Yeah. I'm just looking at Dylan Edwards and going for them. And same with what they're talking about with Jerome at the moment where that's going to come down to now they're saying that they're happy to deal with him directly. Don't get a manager. That'll save you 6%. We'll work something out that'll make it you know possible for you to, I guess, take a pay cut because you're not going to pay 200000 300000 to a manager anyway. But it's the same boat again. But open market, if Jerome wants a million dollars, it's got to be a bottom four club. I don't see many in the top there who are going to pay a million dollars for Jerome Lua. We don't know. So that's the thing. It comes down to that. And that's the thing about being a bottom four team. Winning and money. When you say it's like poor man's Panthers, but you know the, the Panthers were you know the poor man's Roosters or the poor man's Melbourne 10 years ago because they, you know, they'd go and grab a play here and there from, and they built hmm. their culture and they developed their juniors, which is what the dogs are trying to do. Like, yeah. If, if you're in the bottom, you've got to have a strategy. The strategy that Gus has got is proven at Penrith. You know, I know he's probably not as far along the road at yeah, the Canterbury. Dog, the dog's production line's not the Penrith production No, it's line. not. So it's going to take a little bit more, but the strategy remains the same. Mm. I don't mind what he's doing in, in regards to strategy. You get pros in. You get guys in that know that level. But for Penrith, like I'm, I'm talking from a Penrith perspective, there's fucking no way I'm letting Dylan Edwards go. Yeah, but you're like also... Like a Crichton, I go, I don't want to lose you, but well, you're yeah, a like a center, center's a... Centers. We've, got a we've got a fair few centers, yeah, okay. Mm. A back rower, okay, I can cop that. But I'm but saying... if it's a hard... Like, I think the Appy one, I reckon they got the Appy one wrong. So do I. I would have paid Appy. I would have paid Appy too. Mm. But that was my point. And then when he went off market, that was my big thing last year when I brought up some like a Marshall King and I looked elsewhere and money and thought that there was a better replacement. But they'll probably still win the comp this year. Yeah. Without it, again. So. But they've made key decisions that obviously our no, 13... I'm probably wrong on that. Our seven, our two props, they've sort of specified what you're saying. Even kick out. They're like, we're not going to pay you 900000 We can replace you. Or we can get enough out of two well, guys. It's not replacing him, but... We get enough out of those positions that we don't need to spend that money there. They don't prioritise that position for that money. in that position. But I'm saying from them, when you're in this spot, when you're producing, at some point, there comes a break point where it might cost you one or two players. So for Edwards, if he's like, I want four year, five years... No way. A million dollars, but then they're sitting there. We've got Liam Ison, Jackson Edgar, Iongi. We've got three guys, 18, 16s, cut that we all like. Like, there's got a. I'm saying there's a price. I'm not saying it's not worth that, but for mm. them, there's a price. Same with Jerome. If Jerome walks in tomorrow and goes, I want a million bucks, I'd go, there's the fucking door. Yeah. Have fun. Go play for the Bulldogs again, like you were saying, or someone like that. 
Kim or Penrith or where they're at without a management. And I'm pretty sure roughly they say he's running about 650-700. I think he's pretty much where he needs to be right now. Maybe they can find another 100 or something for him if they really like him or they want to love him up a little bit. But I, I wouldn't go much further if I'm Penrith. I think he's on the right amount of money for what he contributes. But with an increasing cap, other side's there. And then for him, it's that question of where does he go? I saw a couple of weeks ago, people like, well, the Raiders are after a half. I'm like, you think fucking Ricky Stewart's going to buy Jerome Lewis? No bloody way. Or if I'm Penrith, I wouldn't be letting Jerome go either. So No way. Yeah, just found that one interesting. But I thought for Edwards, you know, that was pretty reasonable. Three years, 850. But if he's looking for pay and, you know, it's coming, get a lit, that, surely that's close to the mark. But for them, when you've got so many and you've got to make those decisions, um, yeah, I think they're trying to keep both. They're hoping to keep both. We'll see how that plays out. But moving on from that one, uh, Sharks, Titans, 36-6. They're in it for a little bit. It was a bit of a back and forth. But uh, by half time, those two late tries, it sort of just killed them. Uh, it's been the same thing. Yeah. Both Friday night games were a bloodbath. I didn't see either of them. But mm. we sort of saw replays, multiple replays at the pub post our, our game on Friday night. Neither of them looked like much of a spectacle. Uh, and, yeah, the Sharks just looked like they... Well, Sharks... Romper stomped them. <clears throat> like, Titans had a couple of moments, but... Chewed them up with the backfield. Their back five was good. And I think the Trindle effect sort of kicked back in. He's taken a lot of pressure. But, again, it's a bottom eight side they're bashing up on, so... Yeah. Well, a team <clears throat> that was sort of in the mix, but... No, they're not in the mix. Two in a row. Until they stupidly sacked their coach. Bit of good momentum. Uh, Trindle, like I said, definitely made an impact. He had some really nice moments. Good ball playing and decision on his left-hand side. He's got Talakai playing with some confidence again. Muli Talo was the benefactor. Nico, a lot less pressure. Said this from the start. You've actually got someone who's a genuine seven who can offer a kicking game and can steer the side. It's not all on Nico. So it's freed him up to play some good footy. And Tracy's plugged in a lot better than what I thought he would have won. Mm. Um, he's done a really good job. <clears throat> Braley, um, some good shape from him. Their middle, that was probably the disappointing thing for them. Their middle really got over the top of them. Ueli. Rudolph, etc. Tino had that one real positive moment. Had a big game overall, but 60 missed tackles, nine line breaks conceded. Like, they conceded an extra 12 metres a set. Their halves got absolutely ripped. Foz went off injured. That flip Campbell and put Kinney at fullback. Tanner Boy got picked on the other side of the field. And then probably the one that summed it up for me was first half. They had a shift on play one from sideline to sideline, went coast to coast and scored on them. When you're defending like that, it's not going to end well. But... For the Sharks, I guess, everyone was burying them a few weeks ago. I wasn't feeling too confident myself, but they've grabbed a couple of wins. And they're back in a position again with their positive for and against. They might only need one more to get in. Pending 13 being the magic number and having good for and against. But yeah. some signs <clears throat> of life. Uh, Fitzgibbon, no doubt happy. He's stuck loyal for a long time with that group. And he's also had a couple of injuries in Teague and Kennedy, but they've at least responded. So... Um, Big game this week against the Cowboys. Big game. Could almost book themselves in or close to book themselves in, but a loss and again, sort of in that 12-win logjam. And then a couple of games coming up. They play Newcastle, who are also still gunning for the mix. So not an easy finish by any stretch. No. Uh, But yeah, I think like I said, the big one for me here, the Trindle effect has been very positive for Nico and the spine in general. Yeah, but against a rubbish team. I want to see it against a good team. And for them... You know, a couple of wins. And for the Titans, it's the same thing you basically say every week. Tino was very, very good. For Feeder, I thought I had some good moments in attack, but defensive was ordinary again. And Sammy does what he always does, 250-plus metres and great involvement. But other than that, they were awful. Well, what's the plan? I'd love to know what the plan is, and they still can't tackle. 
Well, so maybe suck this coach and get another coach in because they've been getting coaches for how, 10 years and rolling them over. And What are your thoughts, speaking of 10 years, on the 10-year contract? Uh, I don't know. This That's part of the reason why I just... I, I can't do it. I can't support him. I love Tino, and I said last mm. week I'd go after Tino, but there's no way I'd give a ten year contract. What's what's the what's the point in it? What? Tell me what the positive is for the club. Well, that's just it. They can sell it as there's only there's in. only negatives that can happen happen with it. Yeah. Only negatives. And it's got Ratchet, so he's going to own a percentage of the cap for ten years. If he has a couple of injuries. Right. Or he's off the field. How many of those 10 years you reckon you're getting him in his prime? Because you're paying him prime money. Well, the one upside. No player, no player in the history of rugby league has played in their prime for 10 years straight. But you're paying him prime money for 10 years. I think the only upside for them is he's literally only played like three. Maybe Cameron Smith. Three full, yeah, well. He ain't Cameron Smith. And he's he's in a different position. position. He's not in a position of influence. I think it's a ridiculous deal. I would have been happy. Just like I think the Tamalolo deal was ridiculous at the time. And that's proven ridiculous. Like he's playing off the bench. Well, particularly with the rule changes, that certainly shifted the game. But okay, okay. so even Tino, he's impactful right now. Who's to say the game won't move again? I look at someone like him of that quality or anyone like that, and we've talked about this before. Four or five-year deals for your best types of players, I'm happy to go. But... 10-year deals, ratchets, things like that, and I don't know if there's any other options that have come along the way. That's it. Yeah. They should have signed him to a six-year deal when they first signed him. Yeah. And that's what I'm <laughs> saying now. I would have gone, I'm happy to come back to the table, but no clauses, five years, that sort of money, we're done. But 10 that's years. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <clears throat> how many How many years they signed for Fida? Three. Yeah. So his extension, I think, added a and year. And he got less than... And his money went back up to a million. So he was on one, two. He come back down to eight. Now he's back on a million bucks. I think Fafita's worth more money than Tino. Mm. On best form, please. It's not even close. With the missed tackles and the rest of it? No. I think there's a lot of positive in Tino's always suspended. Well, he didn't get suspended for his two elbows. Just saying. I think he's the most important player. You're paying two forwards. But I wouldn't have paid him 10 years. Ridiculous. You're leaving a lot to be... just... Yeah. You know, and then you go and try and spack fill in the halves. It does not work. Oh, that was the other thing the other day. Like, we're happy with Tanner and that. And I'm like, well, Foran's about to go. You're Are in, you going to win a comp with Tanner Boyd? You're in the go for Hunt. You let Sexton go. Like, you got Weaver. Like, what, what, what's, what's the, the go? plan? Next year, you got Brimson. You got Campbell. You're going to have to make a decision there. I think it's looking more and more likely that Brimson's going to go back into halves. Okay. So We've seen that before. Exactly. Still don't have a seven, or cool. you're banking on another kid, and you're going to quit on one of those kids again in 12 months. And then you're relying on Verils, like we spoke about. It's not going to get any better. They'll just keep doing the same thing. Verils is injured and having surgery again. So Uh, positive for Cronulla. Keeps him in the the hunt, but for the Titans, season over. Broncos, Eels, 54-10. They just got absolutely blown off the park. Um, There was sort of a 10-minute period at the start where it was a bit of back and forth. They had a couple of chances themselves. But as the half went on, like Walsh almost tin-canned him a few times and opened him up. But this just turned into an all-out absolute... Destruction. They rolled to the middle. Billy Walters was jumping down short sides and picking holes in them. Pat Carrigan was getting passes off. Walsh was, even despite the errors, he was just throwing the ball anywhere he felt like, ducking down edges, creating numbers. Um, they really opened him up at the back end of the half, but the second half was embarrassing. They got pumped. Yeah. Simple as that. Brisbane, again, like, I'm not sure what they get out of that apart from some good for and against. Mm. And no injuries. They're, they're the positives and move on to the next one. Mm. I, think, yeah. Were, yeah. I think the one positive yeah. for them, like we said the last few weeks, with a couple of injuries... Paramount had everything to play for. Mm. 
with some couple of injuries and some origin, they've found that they've got some good depth. Hetherington's done a good job. Palacia's done a good job. Mariner certainly looks a good player when he's had his opportunities. Arthur's, despite his suspension. So I think that's the side for them and Willison that they've looked at and go, all right, we've got more options here than what we expected. Or Pia Kura's minutes as well. So there's some decisions they can make, I guess, for their best makeup bench-wise heading into the finals. But, yeah, this was an absolute training run for Mam, Reynolds, Walsh. It just seemed all night that that was it. Like, tip, 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 hit a centre. Or Walsh creates a number, Harbour Bridge pass. They just picked them apart wherever they felt like it. But simple. If you can't stop the middle, you, you can't stop anything. For them, Moses gone for the year. Uh, played on for a bit with that facial fracture. I think they were saying today it's jaw and orbital. So, surgery. Mm, he's gone. Dunsky's. Um, Brown will have to sort of carry the weight for the last few games. Probably with Arcee and the halves. He had a couple of nice moments the other night. But again, it was in garbage time. So for them, I don't, I don't think there was many positives. But pretty much summed up their season when Moses got hurt and they got tin canned, I thought. Yeah. It's been an up and down year on the back of the grand final. And all positives, uh, I guess, for the Broncos who have got the bye this week, is it? Yeah, they got the bye. So great timing for them off the back of the run they've sort of had in origin. Have a rest. Come out of that, they've got two games. And like we said, I think probably the best thing for them is playing Melbourne last round before the finals. You're going to get a real gauge on both sides where you're at. Mm. So good timing, I think, for them. South Dragons, 26-14. This wasn't pretty at all. Both teams completed in the 60. South, though, 16 errors. 63%. They were stressed a couple of times, and the Dragons certainly didn't go down without a fight. But like we talk about form or finding you know, that sort of defensive attitude they had at the start of the year where the first 12 rounds they're conceding about 14 points a game. Since then, they've been averaging about 29 points conceded. They still copped three here. Twice were kicks that were put in behind, but I honestly <clears> felt <throat> like the Dragons probably had a lot more opportunities than I expected them to have. Yeah, they did. Latrell, South were horrible. Latrell potentially scored off and offside, so I thought that was one there. They just showed you know. no respect for the ball. Their discipline was poor. They kept the Dragons in it for a long period of time. It was yeah, an underwhelming performance for South. And it's still those other guys you're looking for. Like Latrell, disappointing. Cody hasn't quite come back the same as what you'd think. He's been a bit scrappy with some of his passes and his decisions. Um yeah, it's it's still very ugly, and I don't really know what to think. But for them, again, they just need to keep winning because they're still not guaranteed. And if I'm them, I don't want it to come down to playing Roosters in the last round. Because oh, right. like we said, whenever those two play, it doesn't matter where they are, <clears throat> and it always ends the same way. Fire, potential sin bin suspension. So um, they're on yeah. 12 wins now, mm-hmm. but for them, I'd want to try and bank. The one this week, for me, would be a real focus. They're playing Newcastle. Team that's been playing good in form at their home ground. If I'm Demetrio, this is the one I'm really circling going like, we need to fucking get a response this week. Have to see something. Otherwise, we're in big trouble. But time will tell. For the Dragons, like I said before, there's been some good signs, I think, for them in fight. Not because their season's there, but they know who's coming in. A lot of guys have been given a tap. A lot of guys know they're sort of on notice. But I think there's been a few people that have put their hand up. Lomax, before he got injured, I know he didn't play this week. Laurie, why, you know, he's just a toiler. He always tries hard. I think Ben Hunt has been, he hasn't been terrible, but he's been better, I, I guess, since maybe having a chat. I still don't think that situation is resolved. That's for sure. But he's given some opportunities to the Finos, the other couch from Brother David. In this situation they're in right now, that's what you need to do. Mulheisen's playing. You've got to look at what you got. Yeah. Um, I think Amone, this second sort of stint he's given at the back end of the year, has had some positives, so... That's something I guess to look through there, and we know that Sullivan's pretty much been given the tap, so Flanagan's certainly not wasting any time. Well, he can't 
No. That's the thing, you want to hit the ground running, you want to solve as much as you can. So it looks like he, he wants it to be Hunt and Amone, if he can keep him there, but again, we won't know about that. But um, Nine, looking at Mulheisen, good idea. Tapped a few other guys that he's trying not to play, giving Couchman that run. I guess if there's anyone else there, I haven't seen as much of their cup side, but even if they got someone on the fringe, like I don't know if he'd consider looking at someone like a Trey Stewart or anyone else who's played well in cup and just trying to figure out if there's anyone there that he wants to offload or put someone else in a contract or a development deal, anything like that where they're at right now. Mm. But, yeah, I think that's the only sort of positives you got if you're a Dragons fan for the rest of the year. Warriors, Tigers, 30-22. I think this is another one where they probably made it harder on themselves than what they needed to, but I also need to give some credit to the Tigers. I think the Tigers turned up for this one. And a lot of people said they took the game over there, and it was obviously big for the Warriors and payback for the Warriors, but they've also got a lot of Kiwi boys in their team as well that were heading home. So on that sense of things, I think they sort of lifted the occasion as well. Yeah. Dane no, Laurie, yeah, no, right. big game for him. Thought he was a pretty good value buy in a match. They didn't want to talk to him or give him an extension. I thought they could have given him a pretty average deal. To be honest, from what I heard, the money in the years wasn't anything crazy. They didn't want to borrow him, but the fact he's going back to Penrith now to be a backup, and you look at where they are with halves and their sort of situation, I don't really see him as a half. I prefer him as a one, but yeah, he's uh, <laughs> certainly played all right the last couple of games he's had there, but he had a real big impact on this one. Few nice runs inside shoulder, popped him a couple of times. I did think again when we talk about bunker decisions or moments across the weekend. The first one that was allowed with him, where they said it was a defensive decision, but it was like one player inside. Then I can't remember which game I watched not long after it. There was a player like three players inside. They caught it back for an obstruction, mm. and I'm like, that one is a blatant obstruction to me. And then you look at one like that, and they go, no, no, that's not a try. I'm like, well, that bloke's four players away, no, no hope of getting there. Tangled up in the play, so. Um, bit of an odd one, but I, I guess for the Warriors, he said last week, like if you're going, if you're going to win, you're winning ugly. At least you're still winning, but um, I think you'd still want to see a little bit more in the next few weeks while they're at home. You would, yeah. And the man again this week with the occasion, Daniel Anderson. <clears throat> like I think this Manly week, season, they're yeah. going to have to see an improvement. Yeah, you think so? Right edge was good again. Johnson, I think he's probably heading towards Dalian. In the new voting system, and he's played the whole year, I think he's been close to their best in the majority of their games. So I think he's going to be very close to the Dalian medal. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, that's just... I, yeah, I, I don't know. I find it hard to hard to know until we see a full vote, just with who it favours. and. But yeah, like you can't argue with whether they are on the ladder and he's been an impactful player for mm. them. Well, like I said, in all their wins, I, he's definitely taken, be taken votes, that's for sure. I think Payne's probably got more people taking votes off him. But, yeah, yeah, I think Johnson certainly, with what he's done, had some good moments here again. Uh, The summary of the the ball where he sort of double pumps, gets the inside to hold up and hits Pompey. Fanil Blake on another one. I think they do a really good job sort of moving the point of attack and they sort of pull the line out of place to hit their middles. They've scored probably, I think, more through the middle than most teams do. Got Tohu on a nice one. Sirinan, I thought, when he went to dummy half for Egan, which... That one on report. I know it hurt Egan and he went to the hospital, so like I hope he's all good, but that sort of bump all that. Like, I didn't think you, Tukamano, did anything more extreme than what Tino did. So I looked at that again. I'm like, really? That's what we're going for? And then later in the game, Bateman copped a little one, but off the back of what happened earlier, I'd hate to say it, I think he milked it a little bit, but then that got put on report and he was penalised as well. So it's just moments like that still make me shake my head that, you know, one minute you get binned, and we're not doing anything about it. Then all of a sudden, blokes are getting sent off. Now, this week, they were very much on the forearms. Like There's just things that have popped up, especially in the last few weeks. They've been really heavy on the bin. 
But those two moments sort of surprised me. I don't know off the charge sheet if you took a manu got anything, but I certainly don't think he deserved anything. And I thought Dallin's was pretty minimal as well. But look at this. Dallin got $1,000 for dangerous contact. Mm. Um, there you go. You took a manu got nothing, but Wade Egan ended up in hospital. I'm not saying a result should play it, but looking at the two, I'm like, well, the, if you're charging one, you charge the other. And then I saw Jared Wallace fucking shoulder charge two people again on the weekend and somehow got off a three or four week suspension the other week. Now he's maybe getting charged. Make of that what you will, but yeah, Tigers certainly competed in this one. Um, Laurie, like I said, had his hand forward a lot of things. Buller was quite involved. Yuta Kamanu, a couple of nice moments and similar sort of guys. Bloor had that late run there, but this one got closed out by Johnson. He was probably the difference with a few quality moments with the football. Fanil Blake, Toe Harris, no surprise. The real standouts in the middle, and uh, they just roll on. Tool Peaky did a pretty good job filling in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he'd probably be a little bit disappointed with the last couple of games. Like Almost blowing the camera game. A couple of close ones where they've been in control. The Titans one where they probably lost their head a little bit with the early sort of discipline stuff. But uh, yeah, Tigers with them. I think there's going to be a lot that happens in the off-season, but we'll wait to see what finds out there. They've confirmed season now, I think, too, for one year. Mm. So, Dewey's not going to be available. Caesar for a year. Latu there. Um, yeah, interesting to see who's going to be playing in the halves for them. Come round one next year. Roosters, Dolphins. This was a strange old game. And uh, old Wayne wasn't happy afterwards, especially about the HIA, which I didn't think he was too far from the mark, to be honest. You hear that? Yeah, with oh, he was sort of saying like we had one earlier in the year where a bloke wasn't cast and they've called it a cat one and yeah, basically right. overruled you our doctors. You want to go talking consistency? And they've got it turned over, but you know, someone here tonight that yeah, they've had, but we've failed and they've said he's yeah. fine to go back on. He's like, I don't know how some bloke in a bloody room can tell the doctors like, yeah, he wasn't happy afterwards. Yeah, because it went against him. Yeah, I, the system's flawed, no doubt about it. Mm. Systems flawed. Some some weeks it's going to play for you. Some weeks it's not. Uh, that was one where he was yeah clearly frustrated and probably rightfully so. I think, he but would, he wouldn't be saying anything about it if it didn't. Yeah, you know, but I also think from time. him, he knows they're not in the finals. He said they've gone back as they progressed, but he's more taught like the in terms of the gradings and what's coming up. He's like yeah, in the finals. I, I get it. Yeah. You know, and I, I thought he had a fair point in that sense, but but that might happen during the finals. He did some stricter in the finals. Mm. That's he, what'll happen. He definitely hit the nail on the head for them, saying that he's unhappy with how things go and he thinks they've gone backwards. Spoke about a couple of guys in particular. Um, you know, like a guy like Val, who's obviously new to the game of football, but he needs a big... Of course, they were going to go backwards. Like, yeah. None of those we'll guys would have been... Death. None of those guys have played... Well, the majority of the guys. Particularly young. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good players. I haven't played yeah, a full played season full in a row. And you had to take a risk on a few started, guys. Started off out of the slingshot. No doubt, like shocked yeah, everyone. New club, everyone's talking shocked shit me. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I think even but they've found they've found their level. They've found their, um, you know, they've they've hit their ceiling for the year. Mm. Now it's about yeah, like you say, 
recouping. Yeah. Working out now. Bit of penalty. You know, how how are you going to develop? Mm. And yeah, get back into a preseason, and they'll be better for the run next year. There's still going to be a lot of this next year as well. Yeah, and you've seen it with multiple guys. Like I saw Qatar the other night, some of the defensive staff and inside shoulder. What's that, sorry? Particularly with how they were set up. They had no, oh, had no, no chance to... They, they were let down by the NRL. That's why, like I said last week, as harsh as it is, or people looking at Tavares' decisions, I'm like, you've got a guy who's never played much sure. footy. And that's what they're sort of dealing with. So as much as you get on the attack side or the raw power, defensively, system-wise right now in his decision-making, like he's yeah. he's going to learn the hard way, unfortunately. Katoa's mm-hmm. learned the hard way in first grade. He's had some good moments, but you can see he sort of hit the wall when they sat him out the other week or gave him some limited minutes. It's probably a good time. Because the other night, again, he got pipped a few times and they ran out and he missed seven or eight tackles. They lost Kenny. They lost Lemuelu. Felice went off late. Hammer went off late. Like this week, I think they've got a lot out. So exactly sort of what we expected. If they get hit, mm. and then on top of that, a few of the veterans that they invested in more for culture, like your Jesse's and that, I don't, they've been playing as good at the back end of the year either. Yeah. A lot of people have really hit the wall. So for them, I thought the first half was quite ugly. Um, the Roosters were clunky, but things sort of just started to click. In the second half, the, the try they scored right on half time put them in a pretty good position. Um, but from there onwards, they sort of just took control of the game in the second half. A lot of second phase, things started to work and things just sort of fell apart for the Dolphins. You saw Hutchison, just a couple of simple inside shoulders where he's run, scored. Swali on a play five where they've kicked cross field. That, that bin period obviously hurt, but yeah, they just sort of blew him out in that period. And then we talked about those bodies that went off and didn't finish the game and um, yeah I think overall like we said they've just sort of hit that flat spot they lost those guys 57 missed tackles 10 line breaks so they really just fell into a hole I think the next few weeks in particular again you look at this week with what he's named today and the bodies they're missing um, it's it's a really good time if you're the Tigers to be playing the Dolphins that's for sure yeah it is yeah. but yeah I think for them overall I still think it's been a positive for what they've had to deal with this season um, but yeah, I guess the last few games, I think Bostock's probably in this week. If they've got anyone else like him or your Plaths or your Harrison Grahams, Marshall King's going to be out for the rest of you now. Just play those guys. Give them a few more games. Why not? What do you got to lose? Yeah. Um, then development, like you said, probably going to be the big focus. But Roosters, Robbo said it. Um, they can't count them out yet, but obviously they just need to keep winning. But some positives, second half mainly. Billy Smith, good again. Hutch. Joey, Teddy, back five was a positive. May's probably best game in first grade, but yeah, it's a simple equation for them. Keep winning. Eels this week. Storm Raiders, uh, this is pretty easy to sum up with what Ricky Stewart said. Embarrassing. Hmm. They didn't score a try. They had a top four position on the line and they were blown off the park. Yeah, bash. <clears throat> Felt sorry bash, for... That, uh, they, were, they were in the fight for probably yeah, 20 minutes. Felt bad for poor Ethan Strange, supposed to be one of the best days of your life. and Yeah, that's footy. Yeah, I get that. But yeah, that's footy. head down to Amy Park. They'd won their last five, I think, against Melbourne in Melbourne, which is very rare for anyone to have that sort of record, and they just got absolutely trounced. Mm. But thought similar for them. Just they go away from what you'd probably want in terms of them. Like they got a good pack. We talk about playing off the back of their forward pack. I thought they tried to jump a lot of short sides, move the ball, too many errors. And then defensively, they just got pulled apart. Melbourne got through them way too easily. When you roll, that spine comes in. Hughes was freewheeling. Munster, plenty of touches. Harry, when he got off on the bench, had a great impact. That combo um, between Katara and Hughes was really taken back up. And I know 
again, we've said it most of the year that he's, he's done a really, really good job and we've been waiting for Pappenhausen's progress. So we got through an 80 minutes the other night, but I thought Meany again had a really, really good game. Yeah. He's Mr. Consistency. What, what would you do there? Let's, let's go hypotheticals. Paps played a full game. He didn't get named this week. Bellamy sort of spoke about the press conference that we taught the medical team. Something they'll probably look at where he might need one more sort of full game before they look at it. How do you, you set this back line up? Like, he's had the gumption to obviously drop Olam because he wasn't happy. He's got Meany, who's at fullback. Like, if Munster goes back on the branch, Warbrick had an injury this week, but he's going to be ready to go. Remus had to come back on the wing. Like, how would you construct put the back line? on the wing and I'd put Papenhausen back to one. Yep. And do you think he'll... Like, I know at the moment... I wouldn't pick Remus. I'd pick Warbrick. I'd pick Meany. I'd be picking Olam. I think that's short term. Yeah, I think he's obviously sent a message to him because he signed a contract and he hasn't been playing well. Mm. Um, I think Young and Sev actually did a pretty good job. Yeah, I, I know it's not long term, yeah. but I think he's he's clearly sending a message at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah, with you. But you've also got Coates, so you, you're dropping Coates. That's what I'm talking about. Coates played Origin. Yeah, but if Coates is fit, I play Coates. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Coates, Brick, Meany, Pappenhouse, like there's a lot to fit in there. Mm. Someone's going to miss out. But I thought if they're all healthy tomorrow and he says Pappenhouse is your fullback, um, maybe Meany goes into the centres. Yeah, potentially. And he sticks with Brick and Coates as his two tall towers on the edges. Um, and you've got Meany in one of those spots, and then it comes down to Remus, Seve, Young, Olam, whoever's in the best form to take the other spot. Yeah. But it's a good problem to have, that's for sure. Still think they're going to need more out of their middles, and this wasn't And that's really... the thing, you'd be able to work on that if he was playing 14. I'll just be putting him on the field. Anyway, not going to well, I think the week after, that's what we might see. But yeah. like I said, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. Right, and they've, they've clearly had a plan. If he's fair, well, if he's fit enough to play cup, he's fit enough to play NRL for 40 minutes or for whatever it is. Mm. So we'll see what happens. I don't have much more to add to this one. Like I said, they just torched him. But um, yeah, I, I guess for the, the Raiders side of things, this week is very important and similar deal. They're there for and against. I think they're going to need two wins to probably guarantee a spot. I don't think one's going to be enough. If that happens, that log jam of 13, I reckon they're going to get pushed out. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't have much more to say on that one. Move on. and Knights, dogs, similar deal. Don't have a lot to say. It was a smash-up. I thought this time around they'd want a bit of revenge. Going to Newcastle is obviously a hard spot, but Kikio was back in. Fox was back in. Multiple guys on board, and probably the sadder part is just how it started. Like, Gagai just literally cut back to the middle, beat a couple... Gamble basically walked straight to their middle. A couple of bins there that were like poor early on. I don't think Preston's a dirty player, but he lost his leg straight away when he cut across that tackle. That was, you know, inevitable once you saw the poor, replay. Man. And you know, on a guy last year who literally season got ended from that in Hastings, who they're saying now that the actual surgery he had, the tightrope surgery and that, and the plate that was put in might have made it stronger to the point where it didn't give way. So he's going to be a week to week at the moment. But it still didn't look good. No, it didn't look good. Um, but for them, that and a couple of bins, down 30-0 at halftime, I thought the second half was a stinker. And a big part of that probably showed what happens when Hastings isn't there and how important he was been. It made them reshuffle their spine. Crossland went out of nine. Man sort of come in. It was a bit clunky. They had a comfortable lead. Um, dogs grab, you know, one try through Reed Money. But overall for them, I'm looking at them right now and questioning whether this team is, is playing. I know like when Potsy come in, things sort of turn around and the... The shackles are off, but whether they're playing even better football than what the Bulldogs did at the back end of last year. Thought we would have seen a little bit more improvement by now. Um, but, yeah, I think for fans, it's sort of what I said a couple of weeks ago. A lot of people are asking questions about the signings. 
he talks about the juniors and they're really pushing the junior side of things, but Alamotti looks like he's on the outer. Avarillo's been let go. They're still buying guys externally more than they're sort of promoting internally, so that's why I think a lot of people are questioning what's happening. Um, but this year's certainly a write-off. The next few weeks, if there's anyone else they want to try it in first grade, I think similar deal again, you'd do that, but I guess they've rolled a lot of guys through. Torpen, he's had another crack. Wilson's yeah. had some games. Skelton's got a game or two. I don't know if there's anyone else they're really looking at, but, mm. you know, they're talking about Pele's going to be going to England, a lot of guys on the out. And then today, the news that we only heard before we come on, that Pungo Jr.'s apparently going to leave and go be a boxer. Mm. But, yeah, a lot of people thought it's just a release and they're getting 750000 That's not what I've heard. They've been pushing and agitating a lot, obviously, about his form and his commitment and this, that and the other and to move him on. But I'm hearing there's going to be a little bit of a severance package in order to get rid of him for that last year and to free up some money. Yeah, right. So it's not going to be for free. But again, when you've got a contract, that's what happens. Correct. Goes both ways. People can't be angry about it, but that wraps up our reviews of the games from the weekend. Let's jump in and do our tips and previews. Thanks to bluebet.com.au. If you're going to have a bet with anyone, make sure you do it with the true blue bookie. And I'll find these lineups for this week. And they'll probably have to be on my phone because I've just realized with this power outage that you don't have internet. So there you go. Midway through here, we've been sitting in the dark. Unlucky ooze. Oh, that's all right. Well, maybe not because the internet here is horrendous. So I'm not going to probably... Well, you know me. why? Because I haven't replaced my NBN battery for when there is a blackout. Because Excellent. the pricks want to charge you 120 bucks for them. So anyone that works for the NBN who wants to help a brother out... Sure, there's somebody out there. It's ridiculous. Help. Oh, last time I got it through a guy I know who works at NBN. Mate, I'm not paying. Like, you install NBN, make sure it's self-sufficient, mate. And why, why the hell is a backup battery working when it doesn't need to be working? It's like a backup battery that runs out of power. Like, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> Just um, doesn't make any sense. Mate. I love it. I love the anger. Can it finish? Can't, can't. Well, yeah, the battery's finished. The battery's fucked. Oh, the app, the new NRL app, it's fucking horrendous. Honestly. Like, all I want is team lists. And you go on here and you're like featured and you go, what do you want? And then it just goes, oh, I don't work. I don't work. This power edge, you fucking killed me. All right, we got no lineups, so we're just tipping blindly. That's what we're doing. We've only got no lineups. Well, the internet's not working. You need power to power the internet. This is what I get when I go to work all the time. So you don't have you don't have five uh, G, not in cabins. I do. I got five G. Well, you see, if you can get the lineups, every time I come here, I have to tell people to ring me on messenger. That's the only way I get anyone. Because you're a mum. Who are you with? I'm with a Vodafone. I'm with Vodafone I've too. Got, I've got. Alright, well you can run us through. First game we've got. What do you want me to tell you? Cowboy Sharkies. Any ins and outs. Where are, they, where are they listed? At the bottom usually. At the bottom of the team list. They usually say who is in and who is out. No. Oh, what yeah. what match, about a, match preview? What about the homepage? Is there just twenty round twenty four team list? That's usually where every team list is there and you can just scroll through and it tells you everything. Can I finish? Riveting content for the fans in a blackout. Oh, we're in a blackout. Fuck <laughs> you, what done? No, I've got it. Don't worry about it. I'm all over it. I've got it, mate. I've got it. Mm, for the Cowboys. It's the Paul Green Cup. It is the Paul Green Cup. 
for the Cowboys. That uh, still breaks my heart, that man. It's sad. Oh. Fuck, he's That's all. Kids. Yeah. Huge for them. They're off the bye. They're at home playing the Sharkies. Jeremiah Nenai's back from that shoulder injury. We know that Todd Payton sort of said that's something they're going to have to manage um, in terms of pain-killing injections and whatnot. But with that, Cohen Hess goes back to the bench. Tanoa Brown's the 18th man. Cole Felt holds the wing spot with Val still suspended. Tualungi moves into the centers. And James Tarmel, who they said his season would be over, is in the reserves. So potential last few games of his career at the back end if they get him in the rotation. For the Sharks, Tom Hazleton returns after missing uh, with concussion last round. Jesse Calhoun goes back to the bench and the only change for their squad. Um, after two disappointing games, but after being up for so long, I think off the break here, this is huge for the cow, so that's what I'm going with. Yeah, at home. 50-50 game. I'll be going with the home team. And with bluebet.com.au, $1.60 are the Cowboys, two thirty-five are the Sharks, minus 4.5 is the line there. Warriors Manly, um, the tribute night to Daniel Anderson. They're calling it Daniel Anderson Stadium. This place is going to be absolutely mental. I'm jealous. You're going over. Yeah, we're you're playing there this week, so you're going to be there for it. We were in a must win and saw first grade, so... I'm totally ringing you when it comes time for, like, kickoff or anything going on. Go for it. Do, I, do I need to have, like, international roaming on to go over there? Like uh, For, for Vodafone, I will say one thing that was good when I was in America. It's $5 a day. No, it? what I'm saying is do I need to activate it? Uh, is it international? You'd have like, to I know where. I know it's it's a stupid question because obviously it's international. Yeah, it's an international yeah. but flight. I think Casey told me. But isn't Vodafone? Aren't they a New Zealand company, bro? They're called One New Zealand, bro, over there. Is it called? They rebranded, bro. bro. That's also in the jersey. Oh, shit, because all the Vodafone Warriors and it's the One Warriors, bro. Hmm. But uh, I think Casey told me in America, like everyone else charges to everything you do, and that is slugger. Vodafone have a thing where it's just five bucks a day. I was like, well, that's yeah, tops. I did it when I was on yeah, honeymoon. It was great. Um, Five bucks a day times 60 days, though. <laughs> get a bit of that under you. Better than getting actually jammed all the time. But Warriors, Charge returns. That's been big in for them. He's been great this year. Wade Egan's name despite that throat issue. So we'll see how that one plays out during the week. But Mitch Barnett, he had stitches in his knee. He's going to be missing. Bunty Alfoa comes in to replace him. And for the Eagles, Brad Parker, Ben Trevojevic, both HIA. Gornskis, Morgan Harper comes into the centers. Kelmer. Starts in the back row. Jake Arthur is the new face on the bench. All I can say here is good luck because I think they'll be absolutely heaving at home with what they're doing in the tribute to Daniel Anderson. Yeah. Who are you on? The Warriors? <laughs> well, yeah, good luck. You're going to be there, but I think it's going to be absolutely mental. Yeah, I'm tipping New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. We both New agree Zealand there. And New Zealand. Blue Bet certainly agrees. They're $1.24 favorite. The Warriors, $4.00. Uh, the Sea Eagles and the line is minus 12 and a half. Parrot Roosters, Moses being out is a big blow. Roosters obviously in contention, but it's simple for both. Just keep winning. But with Moses gone, Dylan Brown is handed the keys. He's in the seven. Dejan Arcee is in the six. Uh, Mike Sivo returns on the wing, as does Regan Campbell-Gillard back in the front row. Jermaine Hopgood. Moves to the back row with Bryce Cartwright and Offhand Gowie at 13. And the bench, Moretti, Madison, Weirmu, Greg, and Brendan Hands. And for the Roosters, couple ins as well. Angus Crichton back from a knee injury that he suffered in round 17. Napa back to the reserves. Sam Walker named 18th man after his first game back in Cup last week also. So interesting to see if there's any late changes. But I just think the Moses blow will hurt. Uh, Roosters' tails will be yeah, up. Yeah, Roosters. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but it's hard to from what they've done this year. But 
Slight favourites with bluebet.com.au. They're $1.60, 235 for the Eels, minus 4.5. The line there. For the Tiggity Tigers, they're not going to get a better chance to win a game. Depleted Dolphins, 3 p.m. Uh, at Combank for them. Sheens has got the same 17 uh, from last week. Dane Laurie, obviously, the one who really stood out um, in terms of their extended squad. No changes there, but for the Dolphins, at a massive outs. HIA concerns for them. Lemuelu is missing. Kenny Bromwich is missing. Hamiso didn't finish the game. Jack Bostock and Robert Jennings are the new centers. Ewan Aiken goes into the back row. Jeremy Marshall King's shoulder injury has reoccurred, so he's done and likely for the season. Harrison Graham is the new hooker. Ray Stone broke his toe. So JJ Collins comes onto the bench. He's dropped Val Tavare out of the side altogether. Uh, so, yeah, pretty much all new look for them. Bostock, Jennings with New and Azarko and Cody. Katoa's still in the halves. Um, SES, he goes from 18th to starting in the front row. With Jesse, Harrison Graham starting at 9. Aiken starting in the back row. It's, it's a huge amount of change for them. So on that note, I'll be going with the Tigers, which is the quickest I think I've ever tipped them this year. Who tipping? Tigers. Yeah, me too. There's been some positives in some performances, but you take play a team that's changed their centers, especially to a kid who's only played one first grade game. I yeah. think if they're smart in the way that Toa and in particular Junior Tupo, when they've got him involved in the edges, the way they've played sometimes this year with some of their shape and the way they looked last week, um, if Brooks and Laurie and these sort of guys, the bigger bodies they got there, can do a bit of a job and get it. Katara is looking a bit flat, no Sullivan. Um, if they're serious, I think they should do a job on their edges. Yeah. But you're not going to get a better chance in bluebet.com.au agrees. $1.37 for the Tigers, three ten for the Dolphins, minus nine and a half is the line. The Gold Coast Titans up against the Penrith Panthers. That's at Seabus, but generally not an issue for the Pennies whenever they travel. Brimson is listed among the reserves, so a possible late in. But for now, Keanu Kinney has been named at fullback. Jaden Campbell moves to 5'8", with Kieran Foran being injured. Thomas Weaver is being handed his NRL debut. So there you go. He's in the seven jersey. Wow. Yeah, great. About time. Uh, Tanner Boyd. Season is over. He's having shoulder surgery. Moiaki returns from suspension. Tino goes to lock. Aaron Clark is also out for the season, I think, with shoulder surgery. Cleese Haas has been promoted to start. Joe Stimson goes to the bench, and Jacob Alec is back in for another game. For Penrith, Luai and Kenny return. Tyron Peachy is also back on deck, and Jack Cogger goes to 18th man. Hosking is listed amongst the reserves after playing in the centers last week, so Peachy slots back in there. Still no Togo, still no Lenu, but um, yeah, no reason not to be tipping the Panthers, that's for sure. Penrith. And... For Tommy Weaver, you're not going to get a tougher test to start off with, that's for sure. So I'm sure he'll see plenty of traffic. And the bookies at Bluebet agree with that. $1.06 are the Panthers. The Titans are $9. And the line there is minus 22 and a half. Dragons, I used to always say win at win, but I hope not this week. And it hasn't been the case this year. They're playing the Storm mm. down there off the back of their win. Uh, Zach Lomax returns from his shoulder injury. Francis Molo's back from concussion. And that sees his brother Michael move to lock. Murdoch Masilla goes to the bench and Toby Couchman's out to 18th man. For Bellamy, he's going with the same 17 as last week. Wilbrick, uh, Warbrick is among the reserves after withdrawing with that neck injury. Um, so don't know if there'll be a possible late change there, but we'll see. Harry Grant, Elias Sikatoa are named to start after coming off the bench last week. And Pappenhausen is still playing Queensland Cup. Um, but like I said, he spoke about in the press conference that 
if not this week, if they talk to the medical team and give him another full run, that the week after would be highly possible. So interesting. But again, uh, given the point of the season where they're at and looking to lock in a potential top four spot, I'll be going with Melbourne. Melbourne. And hopefully another good performance incoming. And the bookies agree again. This one, short favourites to storm with bluebet.com.au. They're $1.16, 525 the Dragons, minus 15.5 the line there. And two critical games on Sunday for different reasons. One being that Newcastle obviously storming home at the moment and the Rabbitohs uh, been up and down but grabbed an important win. Huge game for both. They could leapfrog South here and put them in a real dire spot. Uh, Hastings has been named, but uh, they've said today they're going to give him till Friday. So they're not confident. My question to you beforehand is who is in the reserves to cover that position by the looks of it? Adam Clunes in Jersey 20. There's no other options in that sort of mix there. Unless they went with man to nine again, put him on the bench and reshuffled Phoenix. But the way Phoenix has been playing at nine, I think you just have to put Clune in for a straight swap. Definitely. So expect that one. Bradman Best uh, is also the other one. He returns from that adductor injury. Tawala's in the reserve, so I assume again if he's not good, Tawala will come back in. Did a solid job. For South, just one change for last week, and it's on the bench. Cheekham replaces Ben Lovett, um, although that was the case last week, and there was a late switch. Arrow starts in the pack. Jed Cartwright was a late withdrawal last week with back spasms. He's not been named. Jaime Sela and Tavita Totola are among the reserves, so that would be a double win if they got those two back in. They're certainly struggling in the middle at the moment. What are you thinking here? I'm, I'm torn with what they've got on the reserves. If they go in... South with Arrow, Shaq, and that sort of bench. But then I look at Hastings and go, without knowing that, I think that showed to be a big blow when he wasn't there. Yeah. So with that, I I just, oh, I just think CS have to respond, but I honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Newcastle won this one. And I wish the odds were a little bit wider. They're a bit close, but yeah, I think Newcastle are a good show, but I'll go South. You're the South as well. Yeah. Bluebet.com.au, they're slight favourites. They're $1.73. 2.10 uh, Newcastle at home, 2.5 to start there. Um, I think there'll be plenty of Knights fans that if you're there on the day and Hastings is good to go, I, I might be taking a piece of South, uh, sorry, of the Knights, if I'm being honest. But the last one to wrap us up, um, probably not the most sought-after game, but again, for Canberra, it's huge. It's a must-win. Got to keep winning, and their draw doesn't get easy after that with their last two being two teams in the Broncos and the Sharks. But Jared Croker, he returns from a hamstring injury. Announcing his retirement this week. So, last couple of games at Canberra in his career. So, Ethan Strange, after his debut, goes back to the reserves. James Schiller comes in for his third game of the season, joining the bench with Tom Starling. And the men to drop out are Adrian Trevelyan and Sami Solo. And for the Bulldogs, Preston suspended for two games for that hip drop. Corey Waddell comes in. Ryan Sutton returns for neck injury at lock. Luke Thompson goes to the bench. Fatah Mariner is on the bench as well. And Harrison Edwards goes to 18th man. It's just too important for the Raiders. So, again, that's where I am. Yep. <laughs> They're at home. There needs to be a response, plain and mm. simple. I mean, in that, I forgot to probably bring it up before. Wade Graham also announced his retirement the other night. So, I think he's going to fall short of 300 games. I think he's on 293. So, he'd need three and then to play basically the whole final series or three games. Unfortunately, I don't see that happening. But he's going to finish up the higher 290s. Great career by both of those players. Wade, obviously, you know, big turnaround from being 
you know, the hot kid at Penner from playing six and then being out of favour, going to Cronulla, reinventing himself, getting in with Louis and Gal and those sort of guys and turning to that skillful, tough back role. Winning a comp, playing for Australia, New South Wales. Great player. Yep. Absolute star. Remember, they ran him out of Penrith, in a way. Yeah, well, they fucked they up the salary cap, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, but, oh, you know, I remember a time there where... They were too quick. To he's go. fucking overrated, and they were bagging the shit out of him. He was never going to be a six. He was always yeah, going to be a back Okay, but yeah. there was a time there where they tried to run him out of Penrith. Yeah, right? I know. And, yeah, rightly or wrongly, I, the move to the Sharks has been an awesome. absolute blessing. Louis and Gal and the guys around him. What a comp. And he was pivotal for a long period there. And his origin time, he was one of our best players off the bench, one of the great options. To be Part of me well. always hoped to hope that he'd go back to Penrith to finish. Same. I sort of thought when he had that off-contract period there last time that maybe they might look at him. But I mm. guess they were coming into the period they're into now where they were building um, and they've gone internal. But yeah, maybe like a time hour, someone who's gone up to the Cowboys to finish off, maybe that one year, token year. But yeah, didn't happen. But great career by him. And, and Croker... Great servant of Canberra. He was there the first year I was down there. Really good bloke. Keeps to himself. Does his job. Great goal kicker. I think probably one of the best kick chase sort of try merchants. He's a guy who always seemed to jag a kick or a grubber or a chase effort. Um, I, I know I've said plenty of times and a lot of people say you should have played Origin rep football. I've never quite agreed with that. I think he's always been maybe close to rep football, but there's always been one or two ahead of him. But in terms of club football or a store of that club, his goal kicking, his point scoring, he's been awesome for them. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Consistency and the best part about him like I said he just goes about his business he's a real quiet humble sort of bloke and he's been a great player and a servant for them but I think in both situations Wado obviously to play him this year took a big pay cut and rightfully so it hit that end of the career and I think for Toots he had another year to go it was a player option I'm sure they've spoke behind the scenes that he'll be there long term and it's good for both that if you know his body's starting to fail and it gives him some money to spend that it's a win on both sides yeah. So, two great careers. Um, but, yeah, limited amount of games left here. I think this might be their second last home game. I think their last round. Uh, actually, no, I think the next game might be their last home game, unless they get a home final against Brisbane. That's in Canberra. So, that'd be a big day if that's his last game against Brisbane at home. Um, but, yeah, I guess these sort of moments as well, they should be cherishing every single one of them. So, Looking at the tips, it's a clean sweep. And last week, we both got perfect rounds. I think almost everybody did because all the favourites won. Did we both get perfect rounds? Eight from eight, mate. All eight favourites won last week. There you go. And then you look at all the bloodbaths that we've got here. 16-point win, 46-point win, 36-point win. There was plenty of 13-pluses last week. There was only two 1-12s. Penrith was 12. South was 12. Oh, sorry. Tigers was eight. Everything else was 13-plus, including a couple of 40s and a 50. So that gap's getting there. Yeah. But there mm. you go. Doing podcasts in the fucking blackout, mate. Mm. Look, I work for the mob and the repair time's just not good enough. What does it say? I don't have anything. Oh. I'm not registered here because I don't live here. So whatever you got. Doesn't uh, even, still not even coming up on their stupid map. Let me check my phone. I did get Tell them Endeavor Energy to pull their finger out of their ass. Oh, I did get a message from someone who said to me, can I finish? There you go. That Western Weekender. Breaking news, Brock. I've got it here. <laughs> the drums are beating. The residents of Cambridge Gardens, Kingswood, and the Caddens are being investigated. The, so and the Caddens. I can tell you what that means. 
What does that mean? In undercover code, that means there's a feeder fault, which means a breaker in a main substation would have shit itself. So they'd have to be oh, switching around no. it. Ah, oh, they can get it back on, but it's just, it's just a fuck around. How long will it take? It's high voltage. It's extremely dangerous, so it might take a couple of hours. You might be in the dark. Or be under the doona. You're under the doona by the time your power comes back on. You'll be snoozing. We've finished the podcast near 10 o'clock rather than starting at 10 o'clock. We've been quick tonight. Yeah, but we also started early. Here we go. Some weeks we're early, some weeks we're not, but there you go. Anything for the punters, mate, or you just want to wrap it up? Because we're in the dark. Uh, a couple of TV recommendations. Yeah, this is what I want. Let's hard go. knocks, the new hard knocks. Oh, is it good? It was great. Loved it. But people who don't have international television are going to struggle with that. I, I don't know whether it's on ESPN. Nah, it's on ESPN, but it was on delay. Sunday. So I think it came out. They said the third eighth. So was that two days ago? So every Monday, Sunday. I think new episode. Sunday. Okay. Or Monday. Oh, Monday. Sorry. I think Sunday. It's Sunday night. So every Sunday. Sunday. I haven't watched it yet, but I. Someone said that it was the first episode was pretty good. Yeah, it was unreal. I love that. Like, um, and the other one today, again, you're going to struggle to watch it because it's not released in Australia yet. But again, for those who have got a VPN and have Amazon Prime, you can pin your location to the UK and you can watch uh, the Newcastle documentary. Soccer oh, documentary I saw that on my Amazon. Yeah. So it must be available. Well, it wasn't today when I tried to watch it. Oh, okay. I thought I saw it. So I pinged myself to the UK and it was there. There you go. So it's good. Uh, yeah, it was okay. What about... Oh, someone wrote... I'm sorry. If they got a lot of money. They do now, because they got bought by... So it basically took you through that, how that happened, uh, and then took you through their relegation battle. If this is the first episode. Yeah. And then they've just qualified for the Carabao Cup final. Was it that this year? Which is the League Cup, isn't it? If they're fighting for relegation, it wasn't the year just No, gone. no, no. So... Into this year, Carabao Cup final. Then they play Man- Manchester United. Oh no, they must play Man City. Man City won all of it, didn't it? Didn't they? They won all three. Yeah, they did the treble last year. But I think that was Premier League, Champions League, and FA or whatever it is. Oh, okay. The Carabao is another one. They've got two internal. It's a League Cup, isn't it? They got League Cup and the FA Cup. Yeah, it's so, Man U, Newcastle. Yeah, we lost. So, but yeah, Eddie Howe just... come in, done a great job. They. Everyone's been begging for years for Mike Ashley to sell the club because he never put any money into it. Anyone they sold, he cashed in. They got relegated twice, then he'd spend money to get them back up and everyone had the shits because they're like, why would you do that to get us up in the Premier League if you're not going to spend money in the Premier League? Yeah. And obviously back in the glory days, they'll win titles. So it's been 20 plus years uh, that they've sort of just been lingering and they have a good year every now and then. But Eddie Howe is a good manager. They had absolute bank come in through the Saudis. People were like, they can buy whoever they want. But I think he sort of told them, we're not just going to go out and spend willy-nilly. We need to get people that fit and we'll build a good willy-nilly. team. Seems like they've built a pretty good team so far. Everyone is pretty happy and Absolutely. they haven't gone crazy. And if the group, I guess, works as a whole and they add pieces, because you're going to need them for Champions League, you need a much bigger squad when you start playing there. Yeah. They're in a really good spot. So. Here we go. Outages. Is they giving you an estimated time? Because ETA. A lot of the time, that thing's got no idea, if I'm being completely honest oh, with you. They're everywhere. What are these red dots? They'd be plan jobs or other faults that exist. There's like. faults everywhere. There is faults on the network, let me tell you. There's 50-year-old cable in some spots in the ground. But yeah, when they put that crap out, I'm saying it's a feeder fault. Saying 3.30am. Yeah, feeder fault. Unlucky. So. Huzzah. 
Feet of fault, high voltage, substations, lots of driving around, lots of switching. There's a lot to do. Wankers. So, well, you've done a... Sort of Who's that? That's the Cray Brothers. Wanker! <laughs> I love that movie. I watched that the other week. If anyone hasn't seen that, that's an old one. Go watch it. It's just called Legend, isn't it? Yeah, the Cray Legend. Brothers. Yeah. Tom Hardy. What an actor. Legend. He plays both twins. The other brother is a bit mental. He was great. He saw him. I'm a bit, I, like, I like boys. He does, and he just comes in with two hammers and starts hitting people in the head and bites a guy in the ear. When he Mike Tyson, the old mate, I was like, "Wow, that's out of control." Otherwise, I've been watching Better Call Saul. Back onto that. Yeah, is that good? I didn't mind the episode I watched with you. Yeah, um, almost at the end of season four. I'll probably get a little bit of that done because I'm going to be on a plane for six hours. So, mate, NZ and back. So I'll pump a few in. I laughed and apologies whoever it was because they wrote in there. They took my recommendation for winning time, but they didn't know about the coach face plant and he comes off his bike with no helmet and they just show it it's graphic as all shit he just eats the fucking gravel yeah, and it's like skin face everything <laughs> a few of them wrote on it like yeah that was gross like a thanks for the heads up well let me tell you guys you ever heard of the word fucking spoilers that's why I didn't tell you I'm not going to give it away NBA team things are looking good rolling old mate thinks she's going to casually play yeah again. but you're, you're spoiling it now for everyone else you muppet well someone already spoiled it by putting it on the page mm, so. sorry not everyone's on the page mate I don't have the net to look up who it was right now so I apologise that's why I didn't do it because it would have spoiled it and it's true most of it some of it's dramatised of some true events but that literally happened so what a nightmare. Imagine getting an NBA gig. What's it like being like an NRL coach? You just get a job and then next minute you're in a coma. He's like, fuck. Not good. Hmm. So Hard Knocks, winning time, I already recommended a few people are going to board. I've finished the first season now. Second season just come out. I'm going to try and leave it for a few weeks. So I've got a couple episodes up the sleeve. You got anything else? No. No. All done, sold. Have you seen Oppenheimer yet? No, have you? No. I really want to. I listened to an interview with Cillian Murphy the other day, the guy that played the main character. I might have a look and see how whether there's a cinema close to us in New Zealand. Oh. They're man. saying, um, like, we shouldn't go out of our hotel in New Zealand. I'm like, oh, yeah. Why? Uh, well, <laughs> you did <laughs> What's going to happen to you? You do the math. Why? I don't know. Apparently, but, a few teams that have stayed at this particular hotel have had some travel. Yeah, well, just don't go out. Like a fucking manly billboard going, hey, I'm from Manly. Just go out in your casuals and go see a flick. Yeah, I don't know where. Or are you just there. in a shit area? What are they saying? What the deal? I don't know. I don't know. Can't be as bad as when you're in Texas. Well, no. Well, Old mate tried to pull a gat on you. You flashed a gun. He didn't even know what he was doing. You're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> tried to pull a gat on you. Yeah. You didn't crocodile Dundee him and go, that's not a knife. This is a knife. I just laughed at him. I was like, oh, that's funny. Joke. You should have dropped the Simpsons on it. Ah, so you've played Knifey Spoony before. I was, just trying to, I was just trying to go and have a succulent Chinese meal. Ah, get your <laughs> hands off my penis. My limp penis. Are you to receive it? <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. That's one of yeah. the best things of all time. I had maybe the greatest burger I've ever had that. Where so that, that was when I got to Texas, got to Dallas. Texas. I'd been on an I'd been on a flight from Hawaii to LAX. Mm. Stayed in LAX, had a stopover for six hours, then had a flight from LAX to Dallas. Got off, so you actually yeah, just the way that I was I was working against the against time, 
So I think I arrived in Dallas at like 8am and they're like, oh, you can't check in until 10am. I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks for your fucking hospitality. <laughs> uh, can I leave my bag here? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Where's your nearest like fast food outlet? Because I hadn't had dinner because I left like Hawaii at, at midday. And then because of, I don't know how, I don't know how to explain it, but I've gone sort of to the point where I've spent like, oh, I don't know, like 12 hours or 18 hours and like arrived in Dallas like the next morning. Mm. So I didn't have dinner because I just like wasn't hungry. I had lunch and then anyway, landed here at 8am. Like, where's your nearest fast food outlet? Like, oh, there's a place up there, burger joint. I'm like kicking the door in this place. I'm like, can you make me a burger? They're like, oh, no, we're only serving breakfast. I'm like, mate, I need a burger. The guy's like, yeah, okay, man. Okay. Cook me a big double cheesy, onion rings, chips, coat, no sugar. Almost had a heart attack. On and a did you have the, that music kicking? You know, that moment when you have something so good and you're like, take my breath away. Dum, uh, dum, dum. You're like, yeah. You have anything better than that. I was just thinking about oxygen. Chugging it down with a real coat. None of these fucking fake Well, coats. over in America, they've got the Postmix machines, which have got like 60 different variations yeah, that's good I did that over there that I had cherry coat vanilla coat I was having Sprite no sugar back then nah, boo you and you know sugar. sugar just get the sugar in you that's that good for Man, you. that fennel and or whatever the fucking stuff that's in oh, zero and all that would be ten times worse than you for sugar just get some sugar up in you just drink a coke mate just drink real coke mate no I've drunk zero or no sugar since it came out nah, I still drink normal coke I drink zero I drink Pepsi Max that tastes like nah, that's acid. the worst that's, that's a science experiment fucking shit that's, that's straight up something from the lab it is so bad like anyone that tastes that and goes oh that's great mate, like, I, and it's been like that for 15 years I've got two or three years. mates that swear by it every time oh, I'm just like fucking give yourself a triple head red. give yourself a triple it is absolute poison Oh, seriously. Goat's urine, that stuff. Headbutt the steering wheel in your car. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what are you thinking? I hope you've just choked on your Pepsi Max yeah. if you fucking drink that shit. As most is, like said, I'm choking on my rage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no good, mate. America. No good. But as I was strolling over to the burger joint, I've walked past a, uh African-American man in an overcoat. And as I've walked past him, he's... Opened up his overcoat and flashed his gun at me. Said, check out my nine millimeter. <laughs> and then when I got back, the next lady who was on reception said, "You should never leave this hotel again." I was like, "Cool story." So that you're, night, you're in a bad part. That of night, went across to the service station on the other side of the hotel, and it was like a scene from Star Wars. There was a guy. You're in the cantina bar. No, I was going. I was going over there to get a couple of coat no sugars. Yeah, but you know the cantina. A, maybe start. a packet of chips or something. He doesn't like you. I was actually I watching. Like I was watching at at that time over here. Mm. It was the world not uh, the world nines. Yeah, the NRL nines. So I was watching that because of whatever the time difference was. Anyway, there was a there was a a pimp there Excellent. whose prostitute was going to the toilet, and I, like the fridge was near the <laughs> toilet, and he's like, "You're not fucking going in there, mate." I said, "Whoa, brother! I just want a drink. I ain't looking for that sort of action, mate." And um, yeah, to the to the point where when you went to pay, it was like hello, like to the guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how bad the fucking yeah. area was. I was like, mate, what is happening here? Like I said, you went into the cantina bar at the start. Cash, sorry, cash only. I'm like, fuck, mate, seriously, you can't even like he wouldn't even get the FPOS machine through. That's yeah. how like he like, answered the fucking place. Give me the crappiest dollars. But it was a, it was a five star hotel. Yeah, it was an hotel, five star in Dallas. But the ladies like. The city of Dallas, like the CBD of the Dallas, outskirts. is the worst place. Yeah, they all live in the no, outskirts. No, 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 no. The city, the CBD, is the worst place. 
then when I went to like uh, the Kennedy Museum where he got shot and all that, like all everything was boarded up. Yeah, Every, they're like, oh, it's a donut city. Everyone lives on yeah. the outskirts. Like, oh, cool. They would drive in. No wonder the hotel was so cheap. He said one of those cute. Then like when I watched that quarterback show, I'm like, why are these kids driving Escalade like an hour out from town? I'm like, okay, yeah, it's the same sort of thing. Correct. Completely different setups. No good, mate. America. I'm trying to think if I got any good stories like you did. I'll tell you the only thing I saw that just sort of made me laugh. Well, I saw Tom Brady play his greatest ever game. Tom Brady. It's a fucking perfect spiral. When I went to Gillette Stadium, the train stopped. Everyone fucking stormed the tracks and we all ran like the last kilometer and a half because in the weather it like broke down. Then we couldn't get in. Boston people, the angriest people in the world. The guy on the line, they had like one ticket stand up. Open the fucking gate. Why would you get on the train to come out here if you didn't have a ticket for the game? I was like, this is great. Then the basketball, two days later, Tatum's just trying to shoot threes. They were just letting him know. I'm like, these people are the angriest people in the world. Get in the fucking paint, you kid. Get physical. I was like, wow. And then, of all things, a lot of Boston people, fishermen, hard workers, blue collar, they pay their hard earned, obviously, to go watch. Brady and Belichick and they're winning. This dude comes stumbling out when I'm going to get a beer. You know there's those random tables in the back area where you can stop and rest for a minute? Bloke comes out. What does he go? He's, he's juggling a Chucky Chunder. He's having a couple of, you know, gag moments and his hand is just covered in blood. Like, <laughs> this bloke's just obviously towed someone up in the bathroom or done something. He's coming out trying to hold this view in. Casey's absolutely rattled like, what is going on? I've like, gone over to the second and just gone, ah, mate. I think that guy over there might be in a bit of, <laughs> bit of, bit of, bit, bit of Barney Rubble. I'm just going to give him the tip up because he's in an area where people like walking past with their kids and everyone like getting drinks at like halftime and that's old mate's just bleeding on the table like he's about to spew. That's great. And he's just absolutely rifled someone in the bathroom probably and he's just sitting there bleeding all over the joint. I'm like, okay. That's outstanding. So yeah, that was probably the only real funny moment I had. My wife will be happy. I'll be in bed on time tonight because there's no TV to watch. There you go. And she's always up. I mean, you're up too late watching TV. You're in up the man cave. The, up too late on the watching huddle or up too late watching footy. You said, breaking news, it's Rugby League Tuesday. Get out of my oh, face. That's every night. What what game are you watching now? What game are you cutting now? There's nothing wrong. I get the same thing. Get away from me. Okay, I'm going to do prep or I'm going to do that. Where are you going? Oh, Where are you doing the this? Warriors are wearing the... Yeah. The, the original. That is That yeah. is the greatest jersey I've ever seen in my life. Who was it the other week? I don't know. It's not the original. It's the like 03 jersey. Willie Mason keeps talking about it. He Is goes, it must be, it must be it's Daniel, Daniel Anderson's jersey. first jersey. Did he coach him in the, he coached him in the grand final, didn't he? Yeah. 02. Is that the 02 jersey? No, it's not, that's not the 02. Well, it might be. Well, Willie Mason said that they had nights that is called blackout and they all wear, all the crowd wears all black and they wear the black jersey. He goes, it's fucking scary. That's the greatest. He says, it's fucking scary. It's out of control. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, well, you were there when um, Hutch was saying on Friday night, like he he played over there with the Raiders and to get out of the away side coaching box, you got to walk through the crowd. Well, you said the boxes are just where the stairs and the crowd are, so you they can't were, avoid the crowd. They were absolutely pizzling. And Ricky went to go after they lost in Golden Point. And he's like, someone follow Ricky. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ricky would have latched onto someone like Tyson and, and started biting someone. That's um, That's great. Mate, Ricky would have ended up crowd said, just be just be aware. They would have pulled him apart like Gora. The just, crowd would have just, just be him aware up. that they're going to get India. Yeah, enjoy that, Ricky. I would have more been. So, I would have been more interested to see Madge with their own gravity and go, couple of big fellas. <laughs> Madge yeah. is the nicest man on earth. Yeah, but he twitches. He's got that angry rage oh, building up. No, nah. building up inside. 
You're gonna get magified. And the bicep starts twitching, then the eyes are going. Oh, that's that's. Oh, I'm so happy about that jersey. It's great. I'm just happy you're gonna be there. When they run out, I'm calling you. Yeah, you do. You're gonna put me on the FaceTime. I want to hear the place just going absolutely. Put me on the FaceTime. Can I finish? I'll put something up on the page if I remember. Yeah, get something. I'm not great at remembering things. Nah. And videoing and having my phone, as my wife aptly tells me all the time. Yeah, well. No good at taking We're in the same boat. I'm very, very good at living in the moment. Instagram and this, that, the other. I'm like, mate, we we do the the Tuesday. We watch the footy and that's the breakdown. Yeah. There's not not little clips. I don't like recording my melon. If you want all these Muppets on social media, you post all the shit and, you know, it's just not my vibe. Not my vibe. I'm just not a good self-promoter. You don't look at my head. It's just, it's no good at self-promotion. The best form of self-promotion is putting the podcast out each week. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Mm. Podcast. Was he on this week? I missed him last night. I was. I didn't see it. Uh, Did you see it last uh, night? I saw the first, I think, this is, yeah, Nicole's been watching 360. Crawls was on tonight. Crawls was on. She's been watching 360. That's where my life's at. That's that shows you the quality of NL three sixty. My wife wants to watch it. Vaughn's house looked like Animal Party. They had slabs of beer on their shoulders. <laughs> I was like, mate, did that really happen? He's like, fuck no. Elle was at the house. Jack DeBellin was hiding under the bed. Under the bed. Matt Dufty ran off down the street and said he was walking his said, dog. Daddy, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then Piggy Riddell comes out and goes, none of that happened. And they all started shooting him down. Going, he works in the media. He's like, he's calling you all out even though he works in the he's media. Calling you all out. For lying. He was in his undies on the front step having he's a like, screen army going, mate, can I have a beer please, Paul? He's like, can I come over too? <laughs> Tell you what, he seems like a fucking genuine dude, Mark Riddell. Oh, 100%. When he put that out, I was like, that shows you everything you need to know. Yeah, he's just calling a spade a spade going, yeah. look, there's way too much salt and pepper going on here. A few people were there. Most of them left. By the time the cops rocked up, there was like four of them left. Yeah, they made it out like girls were running out. I'm like, he's you what? put a bit of extra Mate, cheese. I on said the it to him. I'm like, I know L was home. It's during COVID. There's not random birds in the house. L would have flogged everyone there with a baseball bat. I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? You're not friend. It was Animal House. People were coming out of everywhere. They were coming out of the sewers. I was like, mate, <laughs> you go back into the sewer. That's what you do. Yeah. You reptile. <laughs> you reptile. You <laughs> reptile. Fucking hell. Oh, fuck. All right. Anything else? Any other suggestions? No. We'll have fun in New Zealand, mate. Bortho's won three in a row with the girls. Bortho, the NRLW. He's flying. I'm sorry we didn't mention much of that. I missed it all in the weekend. Titans still undefeated? Don't know. I struggle to watch. Um, it's on early. All the NRL games. I was out. The one, the one issue I've got with NRLW is it puts Cup on the back burner, which I think is shit. Yeah. They need to schedule better. They, there should be more cup Ooh. games on to start with. We've got a rugby league channel and bugger yeah. all content we on it. Replay shit. It's ridiculous. Where's more cup? Where's more everything? It's all, it, like, I think most fans, and I've, I've, I've been on this soapbox before. I'm, I'm not going to go again. But yeah, but I've done the same We should just too. have, every, every game should be on the rugby league channel. We, we should have two rugby league channels. Mate, but even... There should the... be one that just replays cup. Massey, Shield, Mate, Ball. I'm doing Mats. match of the round at a bloody junior league for their 16s and it's getting big numbers and the New South Wales Cup games only get a little bit more because they don't promote. Yeah, it's like promote or put your yeah. content up there. Even the flag. Have a match of the round for flag. Pick a game every week. Pick two yeah. games. Just put something up. I don't know why it's on there. Well, you're preaching to the choir. It's not hard. More footy. I'd rather watch it? more what footy. Is it? And it's like for the, it, the it's going to generate more money. Exactly. Because it's streaming know. and streaming gets advertising. I don't understand it, mate. But, 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 and I've made the argument forever. QRL have one on KO, 
one on the Channel 9 channel up there. They do a couple on their website. They make an effort to almost show like four of their games a week. I'm like, well, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. Because that's a lot of NRL players, future NRL players, guys that are feeding through. Much like a lot of people love the 20s. I love the 20s. I was disappointed when it went. Because it used to mean you could come home and go watch a 20s game, Super Saturday. They sometimes did cut. They'd sometimes be five games of football. You'd be sitting there from 11 o'clock until bloody 10.30 at night. Yeah. I'm all about it. That's and you could bet on it. Woo! Yeah. Dangerous at times, but it was a good time. Dangerous at times. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, New Zealand would be good. Been away from the kids for two nights, ain't good. But well, you will sleep, but they won't. Well, look, look at the I'm positives. sleeping with Luke Hutch, so I don't know. I hope he's not a snorer. Oh, just smother him with a pillow. You slept in a room with me. I snore. Yeah, you're fucking horrible. Yeah, but that's because we're always on the on the John Deere's. On the John Deere's, I snore like a house. <sighs> Straight up. It's not good. Oh, it is what it is, isn't it? It's no good. But enjoy New Zealand. Fingers crossed. You guys basically probably need to win both now, don't you? We have to win this one, yeah. We, we could we, still make it with one win. Yeah. Like if we got beat in New but Zealand. But you're getting into touchy space, aren't you? If you don't yeah, win. we'd have to beat Canterbury and then rely on other results. results which you don't want to be um, doing that. Essentially, we'd need Canberra to win this weekend. Mm. So you're all in, really. Who's this Canberra week? playing this weekend? Canberra are playing Canterbury. You're all in, mate. Yeah, we need Canberra to win this weekend, and then we would need um, Penrith to lose to the Bears this weekend. Both both are probably the likely result, but Bears, New South Wales Cup is... Bears wrapped up the minor, didn't they? I think, yeah. They did, yeah. So they're locked in. Penrith getting in the South have come in a bit of a run. Mate, South has been good all year. South just don't didn't have their buy until... Like, they got another buy coming. That's what I'm saying. They've always been... If Last you actually round. looked at the ladder and looked at wins, they've... Always been behind everyone because they're always a win. I oh, sorry, a win more, but yeah, because they're buyers not as many, end. not as many draws, and they had a buy back end buy. Yeah, hmm. that's the thing with buyers, mate. There shouldn't be points for buyers. Well, I still like the Warriors. Again, if they're healthy and there's a few more guys yeah, to push back, hard team to beat. That's why going that's over right, there, you're going to a rough spot right now. Yeah, first grade have, have lost a lot of players. Yeah, it's it's not. The, it's a tough one, mate. Yeah, but. Well, I'm, we'll the, go over there. I'm we'll... the outside here. You have red hot crack, but from my outside, this is the last place I'd want to be going right now. I agree. We know that. Mm. We know that. Friday night was good. We didn't play very well, but mm. Friday night was, was good. And it's good for the club to be competitive. Like The club's never been in this situation. No, we're always sort of in been. the bottom three or four. So yeah. to be out there fighting for a final spot is a different situation for them. Yeah, that's right. So good for Blacktown and good for Manly. And that feeder connection. So. Good for Manly. Manly. Go Manly. Good for everybody all around. Mm. Uh, my final series starts for this Central West Conference between the Dogs and the US Junior 16s. Guildford winning. Had a crack again the other week. They'll be back on again this week, 5 p.m. So I know there's NRL games on. but So what's that, 2v3? 2v3. Who's the 4v5? 4v5, Cabra, who come home with six wins in a row versus Cabra Hills Bulls. And Hills Bulls won the last game to get in against the minor premiers. Yeah, well. Okay. And Chrissy's got the week off the premier, uh, the minor premiers. Who's going to win? Oh. <sighs> Good luck. Every every time I see one of the matchups, I thought maybe this team, maybe that team. Okay. Chrissy's are very consistent. I think they, they won the minor for a reason. They're Is very, that Wilson's team? That's Wilson. But I, my smoking, and I said it to the bloke at the time. I liked Cabrera in the year, but they didn't have a bench, and they got a couple of guys back. Now they got a bench. So if I'm going to roll with the dark horse, I'm, I'm going with Cabra. Cabra, there you go. So they'd have to win the whole way through. Where did they finish? Fifth, fourth, fourth. They won in. Yeah, they right. won six in a row. Oh, that'd be 
one of the greatest victories in Cabramatta history. They've come off the back fence, full steam. No. Yeah, they got a couple of guys back. They got a bench. They come red hot. They got some good halves. They got a big forward pack. They got some dangerous outside backs. When mm. when they get rolling, they're very dangerous. They get rolling. So um, yeah, it's going to be a good final series. Though I thought two, there was two teams that were in the mix until the end. There were seven teams that easily could have played. Two teams that missed out and beaten a couple of the teams at the top. It's just been that sort of comp, which is what you want. Hundred percent. So you don't have to watch it live because the NRL stuff's on. But if you're looking for some footy or you're bored during the week. You're looking for some food. Parrot Eels Junior Rugby League Facebook page or their YouTube channel. The match of the rounds are on there. Yeah, so yeah. Especially if you're a Dogs and an Eels fan. I've had one or two sort of message me and you're interested in your juniors. It's loaded with kids that played mats and a year young who played. And on the dog side, won the mats competition. So there's a bit there to look at. But other than that, another weekend in the books. Three rounds of NRL to go. Heading towards the finals. The picture's going to get a little bit clearer, but that log jam could get even uglier. A couple of head-to-heads, but we'll see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you to bluebet.com.au if you're going to have a bet with anyone make sure you do it with the true blue bookie visit the website or download the app today and remember what are you really gambling with for free and confidential support visit gamblinghelponline.org.au thank you to the Penrose Solar Centre Jake and the crew there 1820 2930 or penrosolar.com.au and Toby and the team Sinclair get up a lost or a Tucson get your family into a big vehicle uh, corner of York Road and Batch Street in the Riff. SinclairHyundai.com.au. Mm. Boxhead, enjoy the blackout, mate. Yeah, can't wait. You might have to get yourself, like I said, under the doona because a feet of fault, it takes a while. I might have to take my manly clothes off or I may get bashed in New Zealand. <laughs> That's what I was saying before. Especially if we win. When you said you just I can't go out. out of the coach's box nude. I can't go out. If you're going to go out, just fucking don't wear manly clothes. Yeah, if that's no, what they're, they're worried about. Yeah, no, they've, there's been a few. When they know football teams are in town. A few little things. Don't go rolling into a local bar head to toe in your manly gear and you won't yeah. get fucking rocked. Too much weights, not enough speed Big work. work. The muth. Yeah, no. Wow. All right, everybody. Enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.